What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. New world, new world order. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to this is going to be a blue chip mindset stream for everybody that's wondering. This is going to be a blue chip mindset stream. But however, I have to have a breaking news shun. All right, we must do a breaking news. Should we do a radio stereo Shaheen breaking news? All right, should we do a little bit of breaking news on them? Yo, Sean, did you see what happened to Dave Chappelle, Sean? All right. Now, we won't go full stereo Shaheen early in the morning, but uh, today we are going to talk about the Dave Chappelle attack. I think that is very important and vital to today's message. And it's going to be a warning to men about what's going on in this world today. When you speak your mind and you have a voice here on platforms or basically opinions going on in the world today, I'm going to break that down. And what I believe I'm going to trust my gut instinct. And I'm going to tell you what exactly that was. All right. Give me one second, though. I have to go through this for all of the newbies here and all of the people that support the show. So we will get into the blue chip mindset after we get into Dave Chappelle. Here's how it works here, man. We are 100% supported by the viewers here. And to keep the message going, you can do one or two things or maybe three or four things. You can hit me on the cash app to let your voice be heard. You can no longer super chat on this channel because as we mentioned, this is an election year. All right. This is an election year. So they are doing their best to be hypersensitive Two people who are probably going to disseminate messages that might be against the agenda. All right. It might be against what they're trying to accomplish. And as a result, you cannot let your voice be heard here. So what we do here is let your voice be heard via the cash app and or PayPal. And the links are right there. Of course, you can get exclusive content on patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams, or you can get that same similar content on Greg at coachgregadams.locals.com. So all of that is right there on your screen. And if you want your voice to be heard, like some people had done last night after watching the show, okay, uh, you can let your voice be heard. So I'll try to do my best to go back to the people who supported while they were watching the stream on playback. All right, so we got that out of the way. And now we're going to get into this Dave Chappelle situation now, as you guys have heard this morning. At the Hollywood Bowl, Dave Chappelle, let's go ahead and put it up on the screen. Why are they playing this video? All right, let me see here. Uh, let's go ahead and put it on the screen. And we're going to talk about what happened just in case you're getting your breaking news and information from the coach. This could happen. You're just waking up. You got the cold in your eye. You see who is this page and him and why. So um, let's go ahead and give you guys the agenda of what's coming up on today's show, just so you guys know. Uh, Dave Chappelle tackled, tackled. You mean <laughs> assaulted? <laughs> you mean assaulted? All right. Assaulted. Tackled? Mm. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's all he got to tackle. Okay. All right. Uh, Dave Chappelle tackled by man who rushed the stage during performance at the Hollywood Bowl. Here we go. Oh, man. You got to trust. You got to laugh at how people frame things. Uh, related to this particular issue uh, and issues regarding this. I'm assuming if this was a female comedian, they would not be saying she was being tackled. 
But I'm going to tell you what my gut instinct is about this one. And people will not like what they hear. And when I say people, I mean the peace sitting down agenda people. I, I mean these people who, um, the, the people who are SJWs, they're not going to like what I have to say about this one. They're not going to like what I have to say because it's going to be a piece of truth here. But I'll read the article. I'll talk about what's happening with men who are being tackled and slapped, all right, for voicing their opinion through humor, all right? And I do this myself. I basically tell you some truths. I add some humor to it. And then everybody can understand that, uh, yes, there's humor to it, but there's definitely a lot of truth. And if you are a speaker of truth, you must pay attention. You must pay attention to the lengths that they are going to shut you up, all right, to shut you up. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't have matter how many uh, security team members you have. They're going to go to great lengths. And this is one of the greatest lengths because I've been to the Hollywood Bowl several times. And I'm going to tell you how difficult it would be to try to accomplish what this gentleman accomplished. Okay. Um, Los Angeles, KABC, comedian Dave Chappelle. What is this going on here? Let me pause this dude. Comedian Dave Chappelle was allegedly attacked on... <laughs> Let's go up and uh, you know what? We're already staring Martin Luther Lee on this one. We already got to stare Martin Luther Lee. I love, I love what we have going on here. I mean, how much more blatant can we get with this? <laughs> hey, brothers, brothers, hey, you brothers, brothers, you guys better realize what's going on here in America. All right, you got to know what's going on here in the Western world. They said allegedly attacked. I mean, <laughs> I mean, people think I'm hypersensitive about certain subject matters. <laughs> All right, I got to continue on. Is this a joke? Is this humor? Okay. Maybe they reported it. Yeah, 645. It was on video. Oh, my goodness. This is uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle was allegedly attacked on stage at the Hollywood Bowl Tuesday night by a man who tackled him during his performance. Can't you say he was assaulted while on stage performing? Goodness. Exclusive footage from Air 7 HD captured the apparent attacker on a gurney and being loaded into an amalams to be taken to the hospital. Witnesses at the show took to social media saying that the man rushed the stage and tackled Chappelle. According to ABC News, Chappelle and the man tussled on the stage floor before the man ran away behind a screen on stage security staff surrounded and tackled the man in the rear corner of the stage Chappelle appeared to run toward the altercation saying that the man was being stomped Chappelle asked repeatedly for the security to remove the man from the stage and then LA uh, Los Angeles police confirmed to eyewitness news that they responded to an incident at the Hollywood Bowl, apparently around, apparently, I put that in there, around 10.45 p.m., and a man who had reportedly was, uh, sorry, the man who was reportedly armed with a gun and a knife was taken into custody. The man was not, has not been identified here. That's interesting. We don't have an identification of the man. So um, I'm, I'm hopefully going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that because, because if it fit the agenda, 
uh, which means if this was a white man, uh, he was listening to red pill material. Um, he had a manifesto. They would have his name and picture out there right now. All right. I'm just letting you know that right now they would have him on there. They would have videos of him praising Kevin Samuels. Right. Mm. <laughs> right. The, they would have videos of him. They would have went to his YouTube. They would have put all of that stuff out. All right. But it doesn't fit the agenda. So um, here it is. We can't identify. It says right here, it appears Chappelle was uninjured from the attack and video posted to social media showed him continuing with this show. The 48 year old comedian was performing as a part of the Netflix is a joke fest. Comedian Chris Rock, who performed earlier in the night, came on stage with Chappelle moments after the attack and joked was that Will Smith. All right. So. Uh, Chris Rock has jokes on that one. Shout out to Chris Rock. And uh, Chris Rock had just been attacked himself on stage by Will Smith for saying something that was in jest. That was a joke. But people are being hypersensitive. And what we have now, if you if you don't fit the right side of the narrative, you now can be subjected to vigilante justice. Vigilante justice is what people are showing you is possible now these are highly paid well-paid comedian um who are on stage many of them live performing and now you're seeing vigilante uh justice being carried out by people who don't agree with your message and then when they don't agree with your message and they get caught up they get some sort of protection um they get sort of protection and their identity is is, is withheld now again we're in an election year so many times when we're in an election year, some of these people, um, they might uh, hype people up. They might fund people. They might protect people to do certain things, to carry out certain um, things so, so that the narrative can be uh, switched or the message can be stopped. They might do things like, they might do things like de-incentivize you, all right? They may try to take your voice away. They might take, take your inability to survive. And so they strip your means of support. They strip your audience. They strip your means to reach new people because what you're saying has a sting of truth. And then if people hear this and they're somewhere on the fence, it might sway them to vote against or do some things against other people that they're trying to do. So you guys got to understand, this is a big funded uh, thing. This is a thing that they're trying to set as normal in this so-called cancel culture. This is cancel culture 2.0. And now they're going to sheer intimidation and they're bypassing securities. They're bypassing securities. They're attacking people on major platforms, meaning the stage at Hollywood Bowl. They're attacking you in front of tens and millions, if not hundreds of millions of people. And in this way, what they get you to do is they intimidate you into silence. All right. They intimidate you into silence. So again, they strip your means of support. They intimidate you into silence. They remove you from platforms. And um, they're doing this intentionally, in which this is what. This is what I'm going to tell you. This is my gut instinct. And I'm going to let you guys know that I believe this very much, very so, very so. I'm going to tell you. I'm not trying to scare people. I'm going to tell you this. This was a hit. I believe that this was intended to go where no man should have gone with this particular thing. Now, I know some people might be shocked about this. Some might be shocked. This 
for sure was not supposed to end the way it ended. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, some goofball ran the stage and he did this and he did that and his arm got twi uh, uh, twisted up and they tussled. This was a hit. Malcolm X's hit was just like this. Okay? This is how Malcolm X's hit was. They waited till he was on stage where the security could not protect him. They had people allowed to be allowed to say, hey, I'm a fan of this individual and sit in the audience. And then all of a sudden he gets free reign and a free stage to attack. To attack. Now, somebody said the worst hit ever. Hey, I don't know, man, because this is how it works. If it doesn't if it doesn't result in what it's intended to result, it just then they can frame it as, oh, some idiot attacked David Chappelle. OK, because nothing was carried out. But the guy was armed with a firearm and a knife in Southern California. So let me say something. I'm going to say something about the event where it was held and in Southern California in order. I mean, I'm just letting you know to carry a firearm concealed in California. It is illegal. OK, it is very much illegal to do. Uh, not a lot of people do it because if you get caught concealing carry, you can spend years in jail just conceal carry. All right. So on this, this individual should be identified. We should understand, does he have a CCW? If he doesn't have a CCW, he should be in jail just on the concealed carry. Okay. If on, just on the concealed carry. If he doesn't have a concealed carry, he should be in jail on that. This guy should not even be, even if he's in Los Angeles, he should not be let out of jail. He should be prosecuted on the concealed carry. That's number one. Number two, if he did have a concealed carry, why don't we know his name? And we should be seeing the permit, number two. Number three, if he is allowed to get in the Hollywood Bowl, uh, from my memory, and I haven't been in the Hollywood Bowl in about maybe four years, maybe a little bit longer, four years or so, all right, I don't remember metal detectors, but to get into the Hollywood Bowl, it's not like you you park in front or you park in the parking lot and you walk in the door. Okay, it is not. You have to. I mean, parking is ridiculous at the Hollywood Bowl. If anybody's ever been there, it is not easy to access. So many times you have to take a shuttle to get to the Hollywood Bowl parking lot, or you have to come really, really early to get into the front parking lot. But even if you get into the front parking lot, that means you ain't leaving there until everybody's leaving. All right. You're going to get blocked in. So you're not leaving till people leave. You're going to be one of the last people to leave if you are or you can take an Uber in all the way in. But I don't even think the Ubers can drop off right in front. I think you can. You have to Uber way over there and, and walk all the way in. OK, now from there, it's not the door is not right there. You got to walk all the way, all the way up. <laughs> it is a far walk. It's not an easy walk. So if you're handicapped, if you're, you're not going to the Hollywood Bowl, all right? It's stairs and a lot of ramps and stairs and it's an event. And then you walk all the way up. And then when you get there, you don't have stage access. Somebody said drop off drive-by. It is. You don't have stage access. There's basically something, I think, in, 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 in front of the stage. There's normally a an area where a symphony performs. Okay, the, a symphony performs there. So there's there's an area between the stage and there's like an area box areas where the symphony performs. Then there's box seats. Then there's all the seats up there in the benches. 
So you got to do a lot of effort to get all the way up through the stage. And not only that, you, you got to be able to bypass a lot of security to be able to run up on the stage. It is not an easy thing to do. So they got him. He was a Gen Z Isaiah Lee. Isaiah Lee. We'll look him up right now. All right. But now we got to figure out why, who sent him, what his motive was. A lot of guys, you know, he obviously didn't want to give him a hug. Let's go ahead and see if I can pull him up. Isaiah Lee. Generation Z, Isaiah Lee. Is it a black man? It's a black man. He's booked for felony assault. All right. So now he it wasn't alleged assault anymore. It was not an alleged assault. Let's see what happened to him. He got all crippled up. Symphony. All right. They're running commercials all on my stuff. I know. A 23-year-old man, the audience member who tackled David, Dave Chappelle on stage while armed with a blade. Here he is right here. So here's the video. We'll read the story here. Here's the video of the guy right now being loaded up. That arm is twisted up. Ooh, he got stomped. Yeah, that shoulder separated, Sean. That shoulder. That shoulder and that elbow is dislocated. That is a dislocated elbow, potentially a separated shoulder. All right. Um, if you ever dislocate, you don't want to dislocate. As a matter of fact, Gary Payton the second or the third, I can't remember, the basketball player just broke or dislocated his elbow too. Uh, you don't want to dislocate your elbow like that. All right. That is a, that you are in the hurt business right there. You're in the hurt business. He twisted him up into a pretzel, and he he looked like Willie Lump Lump right now. He definitely looked like Willie Lump Lump. But if you can tell by his gear, he is armed. I mean, he is um definitely ready for battle. I mean, he's dressed like he's in the militia here. All right, here we go. He got the Willie Lump Lump all on the face right there. Hold on, let me see what uh, if we can get a live picture of him. I think there is. A picture of him. Let me go ahead and see if I can pull it up. There is, I know there is a picture um, of him. Let me see what he looks like here. Uh, let's take a live picture of where he is. Here it is, right here. I see it. I see it. Uh, this is him in the hospital trying to explain that he's not part of MK Ultra or nothing like that. Uh, he's trying to explain that's not it. Where did he go? There he is, right there. There's a live photo of him trying to figure out what's going on right there. Willie Lup Lup. Uh, he's trying to tell Tisha Campbell. He's trying to tell Tish, Tisha Campbell what happened here. Right? <laughs> yeah, that looks just that looks just like him, right there. All right, <laughs> he looking like Willie Lump Lump. He like, hey, see, had what had happened was was he was like, what what had happened was, I went to the Hollywood Bowl and somebody dared me. They dared me to uh, go up there and they was gonna give me a pop tart. All right, that's what happened there. Yeah. So that's what he looks like there. Let's see what's happening here. Let's go back to the article. See if we can get some information on this young gentleman. Oh, man, I wasn't ready for that. Willie Lump Lump. <laughs> oh, man. They didn't, they didn't turn his TV off yet. They could have, but let's see here. I know he wishes he, they, he got his TV turned off. Let's take a look again. Uh, there he is all twisted up. He leaning to the side in this flossy ass ride with the OG gangster glide. That's what he looking at. Here, look. All right. Hey, now you know. Inhale, exhale with my flow. Break away. Come again like this. The LB to the C. Two times. Don't miss. Because if you do, you break, you get broke. Your elbow end up in an endo smoke. 
All right, shout out to him. Oh, man, god dang, bro. Like, that is a hell of a twisted up arm. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's read the article here. The audience member who tackled Dave Chappelle on stage while armed with a blade firing fake gun. Oh, it was fake. That's what they say. That's what she said. All right, was identified Wednesday, and he is booked on felony assault with a deadly weapon. Isaiah Lee, age 23, of Los Angeles, was charged with the shocking caught-on-camera attack of the 48-year-old comedian on Tuesday night at the Hollywood Bowl. He, was, he had been carrying a uh, replica firearm that had a blade inside. LAPD spokesman Lizette, Lizette, Lizette Lomelli uh, also confirmed Lee was booked just after 3.30 a.m. Wednesday and held on $30,000 bail record. $30,000? $30,000. Um, There's other crimes that you could go to jail and the bail would be way in excess of $30,000. $30,000? Jesus. I mean, you only got to come up with 10%. He can be bailed out. He was listed as a five foot ten inch tall, just under one hundred and forty pounds. Boy, he needs to put some weight on. Mm. All right, and an address wait, and an address given from him matched that uh, of a L.A. homeless shelter. All right, so he's a part of a homeless shelter. Here he is, right here. Um, obviously this is some sort of post on Instagram. This is his social media post. So as I was talking about it, I was saying his social media hasn't been brought up yet, but here we are. All right. He needs to get his weight up. If he's going to be in jail, five foot 10, 140. All right. I'm a few inches shorter and about 45 pounds heavier. All right. I need to start definitely doing my crunches. All right. He was also hospitalized after security punched on him while video showing his arm twisted and apparently snapped as he was booed while being led to an ambulance while strapped to a high up high upright gurney lee appeared to have a puffed up black bloody right eye as well as a bloody nose as he was carted off wearing a t-shirt with hollywood written in flames akin to the logo for the skateboard magazine thrasher so there it is right there uh this must be him in the same day why does he got his nose bloody well what is going on with today's world Says right here, Lee Lee also appeared. I'm sorry, he was there. You shouldn't have done that. One member of the crowd called out as he, uh, as another yelled, "They beat your ass." Okay, so we're assaulting. Oh my God, Willie Lumplup. Look at that, bro. Look at that. He's got fingernail polish on. He has black fingernail polish on. He definitely probably, if he's part of a homeless shelter, he probably runs with a certain certain group of people. <laughs> oh man i already got scams on the cash app i can't wait to even go back to that um here it is right here um he's all twisted up and uh he's got black fingernail polish on you can see right here he's got the cut off gloves or he looks like he has boxing wraps on you know these people are in the agenda it says footage also showed uh chappelle joking about he how he stomped a negro backstage after the attack lee was caught and shocking video footage as he suddenly raced towards Chappelle from his right and temporarily knocked him down with a flying tackle. The stage invader then raced off 
chased by security as one audience member shouted, bust his ass. The security rushed and started punching and kicking the sh out of him. And tweet, uh, someone tweeted, BuzzFeed News reporter Brianna Sachs, pause, who attended the gig, part of the Netflix is a joke festival. That's who she tweeted. Chappelle kept on while the guy was getting beat in the back. So I just want you guys to know, in these scenarios, in these scenarios, he could charge them because he was fleeing the scene. Uh, and I don't know how, if you know, man, anytime you're fleeing the scene and you're giving yourself up and you get assaulted, especially punched in the back, uh, people can then sue you and say you were assaulted for no reason. Uh, the, it, the world is real. I mean, the world is weird. For instance, if someone's robbing your house, if someone's robbing your house and they come into your house and then you approach them and then they turn around and run and they give their backup and they're running away and then you shoot them or you run after them and you attack them, you can get prosecuted. You can go to jail. You can go to jail, especially in Los Angeles, guys. In Los Angeles, this thing can get turned around really quick. So in Florida, they have your, they have the uh, law that says, um, ah, what is the law? Uh, the law is, um, I, it's slipping my mind. But, uh, but in, but in California, he says arrest. He says actually, no, he assaulted someone. This is a citizen's arrest. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. I'm gonna tell you, stand your ground. Thank you, stand your ground. In Los Angeles, it's gonna be different. In Los Angeles, not so much. Yeah, he assaulted someone. Citizen's arrest is going to be, you know what I mean? I, I guarantee you he'll sue. I guarantee you he'll sue. Somebody said it's Castle Doctor in here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, then the committee had literally just said how uh, now how he has more security because of all the uproar from his jokes about the trans community. He was just talking about that. Um, and he says, and he explained why Chappelle's first quip after the attacker was that it must have been a trans man. <laughs> so even Je Dave Chappelle continued to joke and said that it must have been a trans man. Um, at this particular point, we cannot confirm or deny. Chappelle was confronted on stage. Uh, sorry. Chappelle was comforted on stage by Chris Rock, who joked, jokingly referred to an onstage attacker uh, at the Oscars. And he asked, was it Will Smith? So, wow. So, wow. Um I say this is a lawsuit. This particularly could be a trans guy. Who knows? Uh, who knows? I can't tell. Can you guys tell? Can you tell? So let's go back to what I was saying earlier. Let's go back to what I, oh, here's a, here's a picture of the tackle. Uh, he didn't get him very good there. You can see there. It is unclear if Lee had tried to use the uh, alleged weapon, which could eject a knife blade. So it's a fake firearm, but it could be, uh, used as a knife blade. So again, uh, let's see here. Is this, uh, let's see, where is this one right here? That's part of the security. All right. Seems like Dave's entourage, security, and crew dealt with the situation. So let's go back to it. Dave Chappelle, obviously, he'd been buffed up. He definitely has been buffed up. He's been buffing up, preparing for these type of things. Look at him. He, Dave Chappelle been on them roids back in the day, allegedly, by the way. Yeah, uh, somebody said Chris Rock was there. They they said um, 
he might have been there. We know Jamie Foxx was there, but I don't know. They said Chris Rock performed earlier. Maybe they're confusing him with Dave Chappelle. I mean, Chris Rock and J Jamie Foxx. You know, you all look up. You all look alike. You all look alike. That's what they say. I'm not saying it. But Dave Chappelle been on them roids. He's been pumping up just for this day. He prepared for this day. Let me see if I can pull up Dave Chappelle's bodybuilding days. Bodybuilder. You know, Dave ain't playing around. Let's see here. Yeah, he on swole. Look at, look at, look at your boy Dave Chappelle right here. He got them guns out, sons out, guns out right here. Yeah, see, he got, yeah, he he's waiting for this. Look at how you walking. <laughs> All right, he was like, you got, hey, man, try me, fool. I'm up in here swole, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, Dave Chappelle ain't ready for it, man. You ain't ready for Dave Chappelle. Uh, back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. I still think it was a hit. I still think he was trumped up or, you know, if he is a homeless shelter, it don't take much. He only needed $500 in a pack of Newport menthol cigarettes to jump on that stage and get Dave Chappelle. And so this is what we have to look at, that people are using vigilante justice to stop people from saying what they say. By the way, how did you get into the Hollywood Bowl if you're homeless? This ticket had to be low range, $500, $500. I would say probably was it close to the $1,000 mark for the Hollywood Bowl ticket. How is he getting in the Hollywood Bowl? Let me see here. Dave Chappelle, what was the ticket cost? Dave Chappelle tickets. It's probably not going to be there. All right, here we go. I'm going to pull up the tickets. How did he get in? I probably won't be able to pull it up uh, what the exact price was. Okay, we got here. Um, yeah, they, because the event is passed. This is what happens. The event's passed, so you can't get the tickets. You can't see the prices. But they do have them in Atlantic City, New Jersey, 225. Hollywood Bowl is not cheap. Okay, Hollywood Bowl is not going to be 225. I wouldn't think so. Here it is. Netflix is a joke. We see they have another performance coming up, but it's not Dave Chappelle. I'm going to see what their ticket price is. Limited inventory. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's not Dave Chappelle. So let's just say the tickets were two fifty. All right, that's what it is. If the tickets are two fifty, how does he have two fifty to get in there? Did he sneak in there? <laughs> Did he sneak in there? I think somebody sent him, and he didn't get the job done. So uh, somehow they're gonna have to find Jack Ruby to finish this job. All right, Jack Ruby will finish the job, or somebody inside on the inside of this will finish this job. You might, you will nip. You will not hear hide nor hair from this man. All right, he's going to try to sue and all of that, but it's not going to go anywhere. Anyway, we're going to get to the blue chip mindset. Before we do, let's get to the brothers and sisters that have contributed to this show thus far. So we already have Cash App Foolery on there, on my Cash App. See, this is what happens, man. I already got people asking me, requesting money, and they're going to send me back. I'll pay 9.5% interest twice it oh my god people cannot leave well enough left alone i can't i can't deal with it shout out to our boy noel bang all right you know who he is all right i'm gonna skip that one loud pockets came back he says um keep your foot on their necks coach shout out to loud pockets in the building shout out to rusted junk in the building supporting from the 
Hot Rod Garage. Shout out to you. You guys are uh, doing well and you're doing the Lord's work by sponsoring today's show. Shout out to uh, somebody sent me Bitcoin. I don't know how much, but he says, Coach saved lives. Listen to him. Coach is saving lives. All right. I'm trying to do the best that I can under the conditions. Who else? Um, Mr. Boyd is in here. He says, get it, Coach. Thank you, sir, for being here again. I try not to give out government names. And uh, we also have 50 on the PayPal. $50 on the PayPal. So that's going to be a coach sponsorship. Somebody saying uh, BLM paid him. This is an election year. This is an election year, right? Uh, anything could happen. Shout out to Mr. Sanchez on the cash app. We're going to say, he says, keep it coming, coach. Pause. <laughs> Who else is in here? Uh, Mr. or Mrs. Thomas. I cannot, I don't know. It's a female name. Or it could be a bi-gender name. I'm not sure how you would say it. But shout out to you on the Cash Is app. And that is it so far. That is it so far. Also, the homeboy, uh, it is May the 4th. So he just reminded me, may the 4th be with you. All right. And so this is the guy who does my apparel line. And he just reminded me, May the 4th be with you. By the way, the last time I was at the Hollywood Bowl, it was around May the 4th. And I went to go see John Williams perform at the Hollywood Bowl with his symphony. And if you don't know who John Williams is, he's the one responsible for um, the theme of some of the theme music on Star Wars. Um, many, many movies. John Williams, uh, I, I want to say Back to the Future. Uh, let me see here. John Williams music. Uh, so many movie music soundtracks and whatnot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so many, so many. I can't even remember. There were so many here. Um, there were so many that I was even surprised. I was like, damn, this is him too? I think uh, even most famous piece of music, Home Alone, Superman, E.T., Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, Star Wars. All right, the list went on and on. So um, let me see here. His most popular musics, yeah, was Home Alone, The Little Christmas, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Schindler's List, Superman, Jurassic Park, E.T., Jaws, Jaws, Star Wars. I wanted to say Back to the Future was in there, but maybe I'm mistaken on that one. Uh, so that was a, it was a great show, by the way. And he ended the performance with, uh, the, obviously, the, some of the music from Star Wars. And everybody brought out their lightsabers. Their lightsaber. So that was the last time I was at Hollywood Bowl. So I'm familiar with it. I had a lady take me to the show. All right. A lady that, you know, she was getting divorced and she was, you know, she was trying to come over to the black side of things. She was like, <laughs> she was trying to see what was up. She was like, I'd like to take you to the Hollywood Bowl. I was like, this is fantastic. Um, if you guys want, you know, this, she could have been my sugar mama, you know what I mean? But, um, uh, I was going to say, I'll show you a picture if you want, but back, listen, if, if you do want to deal with women like that, I, there's a whole bunch of crazy on the back end, but that is an open market if you want. <laughs> but she took me down to the Hollywood Bowl. You know, she was like, get on, she's like, get up, dress up. I'm going to take you to the Hollywood Bowl. All right. And then she took me down there. She took me to a couple things. Every year uh, an event would come up, she would take me. And she was like, I'm going to take you here. I want to take you here. 
Uh, yeah, she was in her 40s. She was getting divorced and all that stuff. Our kids went to the same school to, uh, together for a minute. And uh, she ended up getting married to another guy. Um, she ended up getting married to another guy. I want to see if I probably have a picture of it somewhere. Uh, she ended up getting married to another guy and a, a military guy for some reason. And Oh, man. And her divorce went ridiculous. Her divorce was ridiculous, man. So um, I actually, she was one of the people that I told uh, when she got a divorce, I was going through my divorce and I told her, your divorce is going to be ugly. She was like, nah, we're on one accord. They still probably fighting right now. They still probably fighting. So uh, let me see. I was going to say I had a picture of her. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's probably somewhere. I, I don't even know, man. But this was back in the, this was back in the day. Like I said, it was probably like four or five years ago uh, that we went to that performance. No, no, no. Did I delete it? I deleted. Oh, oh, here it is right here. Y'all want to see? <laughs> All right. Hold on for a second. All right. Where's my screen? This is us at the Hollywood Bowl right there. That's her. I gave y'all a quick one right there. A quick one. Because I don't want y'all to be like, y'all go screenshot it. She was a nice little Newport MILF. And she was like, I want to take you to the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Back in the day, I didn't have to run no game or nothing. I was just chilling, okay? Mm. <laughs> All right, so anyway, somebody said Coach Pookie. Yeah, that's members-only stuff. So anyway, no, she's not a, she's not ugly, by the way. Somebody who says she was ugly, you out of, you out of your mind. All right, you out of your mind. $2 Tay Diggs. And in the background was the Hollywood Bowl. Hold on, I'm going I'm to blow it up so you can see. In the background, there's Hollywood Bowl right there. Matter of fact, it probably says it in the caption right there. Hollywood Bowl. All right. Yep. Back in the day. All right. You know, that was Valentine's Day, actually. It said February 14th. Uh, where are we at here in today's show? We're getting to the blue chip mindset. I had my beard, but I was dying it black at the time. So you can see I had my full beard, but I, I was dying it black. Yeah, the sisters are mad. Sisters don't take me to Hollywood Bowl. Sisters didn't take me to the Hollywood Bowl. Sisters, this is what I'm telling y'all, man. Y'all think I'm over here mad, angry at women, and I can't get no women? All right? It ain't that. It's never been that. What it is is uh, the type I want. Uh, but that's me. Look, look. That was me with the beard, but I dyed it. I dyed the beard. So people were like, um, I used to put Just for Men in there, but I still had the milk dud head. I still had the milk dud head. Somebody said coach was in love. It wasn't none of that. Yeah, the pro blacks were like, why you ain't never with no sisters? Because they ain't never taking me out on good dates. <laughs> like, yo, what year was that? I'm telling you, here in the suburbs, the, the women take me out. This was 2019. 2019. It was not long ago. Three years ago. I thought it was longer than that. They be taking me out, bro. I don't even do nothing, all right? If y'all don't show me no love or attention, see, what happens is, what happens is, uh, and this happens all the time. I've been trying to explain this for a while, and these people have been like, you just can't get women. What happens is, if women walk by me like I'm supposed to jock them and jump all over them and run up on them and tell them I want some fries with that shake and how you doing and how, let me introduce myself, I'm like, I don't have to do any of that. <laughs> All right. So 
like especially if they're bigger women or like pogs or just black women in general, they think I'm going to just see them and they walk past me like this. And I'm I'm supposed to, hey, hey baby, how you do? Uh, stop for a second. Uh, let me get, let me talk to, I don't got to do none of that. And I, I rarely never have. So the cold approach thing is, is goofy to me because I have other people that are trying to get in line. I mean, it's not a big line and they're not models, but if you're walking past me, like, I'm going to automatically look the other way. I'm not going to approach you. I'm not going to try to get your attention. I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I wonder why she don't like me. I don't care. You are literally gone, but they treat me like I'm a bottom feeder. And I'm just telling you I'm not. So if, if people are wondering why sisters this and why that, bruh, forget it. A lot of them think I'm just supposed to just lie down in front of them and be like, oh, oh, hi, sister goddess. Or anyone, pogs, ugly people, old women. I swear to God, that happened the other day. That happened to, That happened yesterday. Me and my son, we coming out, getting some Panda Express. And um, this big, giant pog <laughs> came out in our car. Now, you know what they do is when they get up close to you, they turn and look the other way. They're trying to show you. They're trying to show you that. No, nah, no, nah, don't, don't say nothing. Don't look at me. They just want to turn the other way. So she did that right as she got up to me. She wanted to turn her head the other way. I, I wasn't looking at you that like that. You ain't you the last person I would approach. You were the last person that I would even holler at or look at. But as soon as I see that turn the other way, I just I make sure I turn my head the other way. Just so you know, I ain't trying to look at your ass. <laughs> it's crazy. So I hate those uh, particular things, but people think I'm in a mode of desperation or I can't get it. You out of your mind. Anyway, um, let's get into the blue chip mindset. This is what we do on Wednesdays. Thanks for joining me. We're done with the David Chappelle uh, mumbo jumbo. We got all of the cash apps. Now we're going to go in here and we're talking about upward mobility. So that was the subject of today was upward mobility how you can get in a better position as a man to get your finances and your life, your career. So I could focus on my career. In order. In order. Okay, so what we do here, if you guys don't know what the blue chip mindset is, it is a series that I came up with on Wednesday to talk about how people in this world, not libs, not people who don't want to do anything in life, not the low-ranging people, low-reaching people, not the people that like to aim low and hit, Individuals who like to aim high and sometimes miss. Individuals that want something better for their lives. This is what we're talking about. And in the area and the network that I live in, in the er network that I have, people are aiming high. People are aiming high. And a lot of men don't know what to do. The first problem that you have is you can't stop broke dating. That is rule number one of this. It is kind of like the free agent lifestyle. If you're broke dating, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So the blue chip mindset comes from the idea of the old poker game where the bluest chip held the highest advantage or the highest monetary uh, uh, value. People use blue chip in context to universities. What are blue chip universities? Meaning what universities are going to have the best students or the best return for your money so that when the students come out, they'll be prepared. Guys, I know people that work in human resources and they key in on people from blue chip universities, although it's changing a little bit. They key in on them. So if you go to school and say, I'm going to go to a junior college transfer to Cal State Fullerton, you're not blue chip. 
you are already going down. You're already down the pipe of struggles, real. Okay, so if you do have kids or you are preparing to do this, if you're not aiming blue chip, you might want to find some other alt, uh, alternatives or you're just going to be a student loan debt bearer. That's all you're going to be. And you're going to be in the middle middle jobs where you're not competing for the high earning jobs right out of college. You're competing for the low range jobs and you're going to be paying off student loan debt for 25, 35 years. There's also blue chip stocks and blue chip companies. There was a movie called Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal appeared in. And uh, blue chips have been referred to as the top recruits. So even if you're not an athlete and you went to a blue chip university, you're the top recruits for some of these companies. Blue chip stocks, uh, blue chip stocks is a huge company with an excellent reputation. So this is why we do the series, the blue chip mindset. There are plenty of companies that are recruiting companies that refer to themselves as blue chip. And then here it is. What is a blue chip career? A well-known, well-established, well-capitalized career. So this is where we get the term blue chip. Now, what we teach you is what you're not going to get fed at the public school indoctrination camp. No one's going to tell you these things. Even Elon Musk started talking. I think it was Elon Musk yesterday started talking about what we need to teach people in school. Because you aren't taught to balance your checkbooks. You might have a, a unit. You're not talked about how to follow your taxes. You're not told how to. Uh, maintain a bank account, how to start a business, how to be an entrepreneur, none of those things. What the public school does is they train you to be an employee. They train you in the light of the industrial revolutionary-based revolutionary employment. They want you to serve a duty in which you're not a jack-of-all-trade. You're not a renaissance man. You're a one-dimensional individual. And then for 40 years, you think you're going to chase that particular career without learning anything else. Guys, I've worked in several different career fields, and I have that knowledge. Of And I want to tell you, even if you graduate with the school uh, from a school with a degree, doesn't mean you're going to work in that industry forever. You might have to change course based on emergency, based on need, or based on interest. So how do you get to your upward mobility? So I have a group called the Money Mindset Group on Patreon. It is the top. It is not the top now. It is the second top gear. The top gear is an autograph book, a T-shirt, and a major sponsorship. That is now the top group. But the second to top group is the $50 group in which we meet weekly. There's probably 100 people in this group um or so i can't remember the numbers go up and down i can't remember what it is maybe 70 to 100 i don't know and um people there get information every week we go live and we teach everybody about areas of uh, self employment self sufficiency knowledge of self learning how to network start a business uh youtube becoming a youtuber uh marketing development mar uh, uh we call it uh, marketing yourself preparing yourself uh, raising kids, the cost of raising kids, we break down everything. And so if you want to join that, you're going to get these things weekly. Now, we're going to give you just a piece of what I've given you in the Course Conquer and in the Money Mindset Group. I'm going to just give you a piece. I'm going to give it to you for free today. I'm going to give it to you for free. And you're talking about a man. I already know. Let me just say this because I always have to repeat this. You're talking to a man right now that has trained men, other men, and worked closely with them that are on um that are on stock exchanges right they have they're well known if you look up some of these people on the internet they would be well known and they would come up with their companies under stock exchanges all right publicly traded companies i've worked very closely with them in my job and they've given me a lot of information over the past 10 to 12 years 
I've been self-employed for the past 10 years. I've been homeless. I've worked my way up to this position. All right. I never talk about what I earn. All right. Because what I earn is. I, I really couldn't tell you. All right. But it does escalate. Sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's a little. Some, so you never know. But six figures would be a good range. I live in Southern California. And uh, I've lived here for a long time. All right, but I've lived in every other region, so I've seen poor, I've seen poverty. I've seen people fall into a state of hypnosis, which you're hypnotized to be content. You're hypnotized to be content. I will go to other cities, and people are just ready to die. You guys go to school, you graduate from high school, you get you a little job, or you go into college, you go to your local state college because it costs you $3,000 a year, you get your little degree because somebody told you to went to go, go go do it. You get a job after that. You meet a woman, you have kids, you buy a house, and you're ready to die. Some of you guys don't even do it in that order. All right? You guys get to 30, ready to die. <laughs> right? What do I do in between 30 and 80? I don't know. And you guys get into this hypnosis. It's kind of like when you're in traffic. You've never been in traffic, and the traffic's congested. And then the traffic starts to take off, but everybody's still driving like they're in traffic. Oh, we'll stop up there in another mile. So I'll code 30 still. But then there's a big ass wide gap in the middle of the previous car that realized it's go time. And the individual who is hypnotized by the traffic and they're not going anymore. <laughs> and they're just going, oh, I'll just go 30 because guess what? I'm going to stop up there at any point in life. At any point, I'll die up, in, up ahead. And then you got to zigzag and slalom around these hypnotized ass people. This is what you are particularly. This is what people are in some of these cities. You're hypnotized. You're hypnotized into contentness. Is that a word, contentness? And you're just happy to be here. Most of the time, you're not even happy to be here. Most of the time, you're sitting around going, what the hell do I do? It's boring here in Louisiana. <laughs> You got to realize that there is a lot more that this life has to offer. You're sitting there in your little small town or your little medium-sized city that you think is a big city, but it's not. And you're sitting there in this hypnosis and you're not ready to take on new things. I come from the hustle and bustle. All right. I grew up in, you know, I got to get places. And then some places I go to, people are just like, hey, it's fine here. There's no hustle. Now, if you want to live that way, it's absolutely fine. I couldn't live that way. I'd rather work and just pass out from all the trying to go get it as opposed to going, I'm ready to die at age 32. I'm ready to settle down and die. This is why I can't get with women and say, oh, it's not all about work. Don't be around me. I'm always trying to find a way where there's a will is a way. So in this, we're going to talk about networking, networking, networking. Your net worth is your network. I'm going to give you a couple of pieces of information here. This is absolutely free. Some of this is a part of the course, Conquer. Some of this is a part of the course, Unapologetically Masculine. Some of this is part of the course, um, uh, the Money Mindset Group. This is a flow chart. You can say it's an organization chart. I shared this on, um, on um, and I gave this to this PDF to you, which you guys can fill out. And this is one leg of your master network. This is one leg of your master network. 
So as you're thinking about what you need to accomplish in life, what you want to do, the people that you want to meet, you don't have a plan to formulate this. You don't know where to meet people. You don't know how to do it. Do you just cold approach people? Hi, you're a person. You look interesting. I'm going to cold approach you off the street. You're probably not going to do that because these people need to trust you in order to in order for them to give you their book of business or to give you leads or referrals. They need to be able to trust you. I had a guy one time set up a coaching call, called me and said, hey, you know, rich people, um, I'm doing this service. Give me access to your rich portfolio of people and then I can contact them and then get all the business. I'll give you a kickback. That is not the way you network. OK, that is not the way you network. I'm just you're not just going to approach somebody that has spent years developing trust in a group of people that have a reputation. And then you're just going to swoop in here and I'm going to give you the book of business. I'm going to give you all the effort that I've done to network. That's not how you do it. And a lot of people, a lot of you people, you start Herbalife, you start selling Tupperware, you start selling whatever you do. And then the first thing you want to do is you want to tell everybody about your job. Hey, I got a new job selling real estate. I'm the newest real estate agent on the block. I'm going to kill it. Uh, I'm going to start with my family first and all my friends. Hey, if you know somebody looking to sell a house, uh, here I am. I'm the master agent and I'm going to be rich off of all the uh, leads and referrals that you're going to give me. I'm going to tell you, you're going to fall off fast. And the reason why is because your circle of influence might not be the best way to start. There's an argument there. But if you start with your circle of influence, you have to understand they have to trust you first. They have to trust you. So when you go in there and you say, hey, I'm the newest real estate agent, they're going to think back. Let me see if you can do this job. And then if you can't do the job on your own, why would they toss you the business? Unless you're a part of a ward, a church or a synagogue or a temple, you're probably not going to start there and do very well. The next part of it is they've seen you already sell Herbalife, Tupperware, and every damn thing else under the sun, and now you're a real estate agent. You just don't have the credibility. You've already started three or four businesses or three or one of these multi-level marketing or three or one of these uh, commission-based jobs, and you floundered and failed at those two. Now you want to start this one and expect your family to now pay or give their referral business to you. It ain't going to work. And a lot of people are completely impatient by doing these things, all right? And so you don't know how to network properly. Let me go ahead and show you something here. There was a networking group that I would belong to called BNI, Business Networking International, I believe. And the, the code word or the, the I, what do you call it? The tagline of their company or their networking group was called... Um, it said giver's gain, giver's gain. So a part of networking is understanding that you have to give first before you receive, all right? That's just the part of how nature works. So if I start a real estate business, I then first have to develop the trust of the people who are in my network. And then I also potentially might have to give them business before I get a little bit of business. I have to give them business before I get a little business. Now you might say, well, I don't have the money. I'm a struggling I'm a struggling entrepreneur. I need the business first, and then I'll give them the business. Now, not necessarily how it goes because they need to trust you first. And one way to get trust is to try to earn their business first or get their business first. Hey, I'm going to give you a little bit of business. I'm going to show you that I have a little bit 
I, I'm not that desperate, but I'm going to show you I'm a person that needs to be that you need to trust. It's the same thing as attention or whatever it is. So you go to them first, you get a, give them a little bit of business. You learn about them. They learn about you. And then the next time they get a referral, they may find a way to get the referral back to you because, hey, you showed me love. I show you love. And it works that way. It works that way. But if you think you're going to cold call and cold approach your way to business without a network, you're going to be out because at some particular point, there's only so many cold calls that you can make. There's only so many cold approaches. Sometimes the best clients are repeat clients. The best clients are the clients that you don't have to replace. When you have to replace a client, it's a problem. But when you have clients that trust you, you might be able to become a real estate agent and sell the same person three or four homes. And not only sell them three or four homes, they might refer you uh, four or five other people to sell a home to. And that's because they're in your network. They're in your network. When I was in the fitness training business, I would not only train a soccer mom, I would eventually train the husband, the kids, her mother, her, her daughter. Man, I literally had one woman. I've had several of these women, but I call her, I used to call her the uh, first lady of my fitness program. I was like, you're the first lady. She referred me 18 people in fitness training. I trained at one point her, her sister, her kids, her husband, her mother, um, her, her, her sister-in-law, uh, her, all of her soccer mom friends, she, she referred me. And then from all of her soccer mom friends, I repeated the same thing. Them, the husband, the kids, their friends, and those people referred me. She had a brand. I once plant, I once plotted it out. How many people she referred me and I plotted it out. And by the time I looked at it, it was 18 people direct. And it was definitely like 60 people indirectly. She referred me athletes um, because the referral tree actually just went off. It, ju it just branched off. So those people referred me people. And that came from trust. That came from networking. Once you get in a circle, don't ruin it. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I bet you wanted to sleep with her. Why would I sleep with her? See, that's where you mess up trust because she is now telling everybody he came on to me. He, sleep he sleeps with his clients. Now you ruin your business. See, I'm about business first. This is why a lot of people don't understand me. The peace leave can wait. I can buy some peace leave, but what I cannot buy is business. What I cannot buy is trust. What I cannot buy is a network. That is the most important thing going on in my life. The peace leave is viable. They got price on peace leave now. They got price. Why would I sleep with this person? I could get somebody 10 times better than her to sleep with based on everybody she referred me to. <laughs> Why would I do something like that? See, that is the mind of somebody that's not thinking about business and their networking first. You thinking about peace leave. Peace leave is viable. It is monetizable now. You don't have to do any of that. Why ruin your whole business for a piece of ass? All right. It does not make sense. It has never been a part of my business. Although. I will say I have partaken with some clients or former clients. I will say, not that I never, but those people were just, you know, lost leaders. But we always tell trainers, although it's a, one of those jokes that trainers sleep with their clients, the worst thing you can do is sleep with your clients as a trainer.
<laughs> there were some junior college girls that needed a couple of sessions. <laughs> but they were never going to actually never. I, I won't go. She were, those people referred me people too. So the worst thing you could do is go and sleep with your clients. Do not get involved in that. Because uh, especially if you're a fitness trainer, you can get women anyway. You can get anyway. <laughs> so, um, but never sleep with people that are in your network. All right, let's put it like that. So anyway, yeah, money over peace leave. So let's go back to this chart. Who should you be networking with? How many more cash apps do I have? All right, so we're good. Who should you be networking with? This is real free information game right here. Uh, you can put this in there, put your company name, and you put yourself at the top. You are a part of your master network. The next thing you have is your trusted advisor. You're a trusted advisor for the, whatever business you're in, but your trusted advisor is your right hand. So I didn't put right-hand man. It could be a right-hand woman, although you probably want to make it a right-hand man because you don't want to bust this relationship either, all right? Uh, a lot of people do get involved with female partners in their business or their network I'm going to say eventually it's going to lead to some sort of interaction, whether consent or not, or it's going to lead to a misunderstanding. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I know people don't know like, this is not true. No, many times there's affairs. There's there's nefarious stuff. Try not try not to have your trusted advisor be of the of the opposite gender sex. Try not to do it. Now, there's several categories, and I'm going to pull up all of the categories, but this is just a sample of the categories of people that you need to network in. So I have on the top legal, finance, realtor, or health. But if you see here, I also break it down in ever so certain other categories. And you should have a business card, a contact name, and information for all of these people. You should have it. Matter of fact, you should know it. Matter of fact, you should send them a gift. Matter of fact, you should send them a text message. You should email them. They should be in your drip campaign for emails. Not to say, hey, I'm starting a new program. It should be, hey, I was thinking about you. I hope all is well. If you have time, this should be your cold call list. Hey, man, how's it going? How's your family? How's your dog? How's your kid? I know he's playing soccer. Did he score a goal? Absolutely. Hey, man, we should get together for drinks. Okay, see you later. You're touching base with these people, and then they're getting your emails. You're showing that you care. This is your network. This is your net worth. This is how you're going to build business. And it's going to be unstoppable once you do this. So let me go through the tree here. So at the top, this is the legal profession. What legal people should you know? Civil, criminal law. Don't you think the guy that attacked um, Dave Chappelle needs a criminal or civil lawyer. He's going to need one of those. If you guys go out on the weekend and you take a beer bottle and you pounce it over somebody's head because he looked at your girl or stepped on your Yeezys or your Jordans, all right, and you went a certain way and you didn't have bail money, wouldn't it be nice that you had a criminal lawyer that you knew to get in contact with when you had one call to make? Because you might only get one call and you might not be able to go through your little phone to get the call. They already got your phone in evidence. Isn't it nice to say, hey, I need to call this person right here and I need to get a hold of them. And then you can trust that person as opposed to going to your public defender. Now, if you tell me, coach, I ain't got no money, I'm broke. Well, we need to solve that problem then first. 
Because if you go in there with the public defender, guess what your ass is going to do? You're going to be ended up clutching cheeks and not dropping the soap. That's what's going to happen. They're going to cut a deal, and you're going to probably get probation, suspended sentence, or you're going to have to serve a couple of days. Get your bail money right. How much bail money do you need? Well, you need 10% of something. Have you ever looked up on a on a on your county? Go to your county. Um, go to your county. I know some people are here. Go to your county and pull up the list of crimes. <laughs> I had to do this once because there was a person asking me to bail them out, and the bail amount was pretty high. So I said, What could this person have done? <laughs> All right. So I went to the criminal list of what the bail amounts were for what crime. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm getting an education on what, how much bail you would need if you committed a crime. You never know. Crime of passion. Not that many, not bail is not that expensive if you have the bail money. If you ain't got the bail money, it's gonna be expensive. So, um, like this guy that the the um the guy that attacked David Chappelle, his bail was set at thirty thousand dollars. Normally, you have to get 10% of that to go to a bail bondsman to get bailed out of jail, or you're going to be stuck in there. Now, some of these crimes don't have any bail, but um, 10% is what you need. So you need 10% of 30K. You need three grand. You should have three grand somewhere when your ass go out for the weekend, okay? If you're an idiot. (laughs) These are just things that I'm teaching you, and I teach you this for a reason, all right? So let's go in. You should know a criminal lawyer, a civil lawyer. You, you never know if there's a civil lawsuit that could be pending. A real estate lawyer. If you're selling homes, if you're buying homes, uh, or if you're anywhere near a home, you should know a real estate attorney. If you're building homes, if you're a contractor, you're a subcontractor, you should know someone in real estate law. You should know someone in family law. If you plan on getting married and you don't know anyone in family law, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You didn't need to do any prep work. Go get my book, 52 Things That All Men Should Do Prior to Marriage. You don't know a family lawyer. Hey, I've been there. You should know a family lawyer. You should meet with a family lawyer. In this day and age, there's too much information to go out there without this. All right, bankruptcy lawyer. You never know when you got to go file a bankruptcy. And there's plenty of reasons why you need to file a bankruptcy, not just because you're broke and you can't pay the bills. All right, but you might have to file it tip because you got sued. You might have to file it Uh, to get off child support and get your driver's license back, all right? There's a whole bunch of reasons why you might have to file it. You might have to file it because you lived outside of your means and your income changed, all right? And uh, you you intend to pay the money back, so you file a Chapter 13 instead of a 7. It happens. Life happens. But it's better to know someone instead of going through the phone book, or you better know someone that might know someone. Uh, What about a process server or a private investigator? You should know a private investigator. You should know a private investigator. Private investigators are great, and they're not expensive. You think a private investigator is is expensive. They're cheap. They're cheap compared to what they're doing, and they can do things for a variety of reasons. You might have a need, all right? And it's always better to know someone than to try to find someone when you need them, all right? So that's just one area of this networking game. That's just one area of the networking game. What other areas right here? This is a thing that I really broke down here. Uh, Finance. Wealth manager, you might need one. Retirement, all right, someone in the bank. I know a couple of bankers. Um, They're not people that I particularly trust, all right? But 
Um, you guys know what the business of bankers are, but it's good to know a banker because sometimes you're going to have to go into a bank, start a business account. All right. Make sure you have the funds transferring all of it. You got to know a banker before you go out here. Uh, what people do, this is what people do. A lot of people, a lot of people are do-it-yourselfers on everything. And I'm going to advise you as your trusted advisor to not be a do-it-yourselfer on every damn thing. You're something like these baby boomers, okay? So what baby boomers did was, I can do it myself. So they do their own taxes. They manage their own wealth. Um, they build their own house or they try to. They try to do all their home repairs. Uh, they they do every damn thing. When it's time to do something, they'll do it their damn self, okay? And what they'll do is say they'll save money, all right? And I'll say, you're not saving money. You're creating stress and a headache. All right, you could probably get somebody in here, charge them a fee, unless you're really good at it. And we're not good at everything. Sometimes you have to put people uh, in position to do this, especially if you're talking about a lot of pool of money or a big house that you need to frame. You, sometimes doing it yourself is not, not going to be beneficial for you because what you should be doing is focusing on what you can do the best. I focus on one thing that I can do the best and I pay other people to do what they do better. And that's basically what I try to do. Now, sometimes I'll try to do it myself, but I, sometimes I'll go, oh, this headache's not worth it. All right. I'd rather just have put that onto somebody. Yes, it's going to cost, but these people do it better and least likely to make a mistake. And then if they make a mistake, I can sue them. But there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers out here, and they do everything by themselves. So they do their own retirement. They do their own banking. They do their own wealth management. Um, you you want to have a crypt, crypto expert, uh, expert uh, finance, insurance, and all of that stuff. Okay, And insurance is a whole other category. We're going to get that. A realtor, or if you're going into real estate, you should know a realtor, which you should also know a real estate agent. You should also know a mortgage loan officer. You should also know a title rep. Never put your wife on the title. You should know a contractor or a subcontractor. It would be nice because you're probably going to do a repair and you probably want somebody that you trust to give you a good quote. You need somebody to stage it if you're ever going to sell your house. You need to know somebody who knows the, the ups and downs about your neighborhood. You're going to need to know all of these things. You're going to need to know people. If you don't, you're going to do it yourself or you're going to scramble at the last second. You're going to try to do it yourself or scramble, go to the yellow pages. And these people are going to do what? They're going to finesse you or you're not going to trust them 100% to do the job that they need to do. These people should be in your network. 100%. You should know one. Many of these people that I have here, I know the name. So right here on this chart, I know the name. I would put, now you're not going to see the name because I'm not putting my network on the internet. But you should know their name, what their title is, their phone number and email. Have this here. Have that here so that you can go back. Man, what was that person that I met in the networking group? Or what was that person I met at the Chamber of Commerce? What was that person I met that approached me in the mall? What was that person? Some of these could be men or women, women that you messed with before. I've messed with a lot of these professionals before. Now I know them. Now I know them. Okay. Let's go through this. What other areas do you need in your tree to fill out? So we went through law, but there's additional people in law that you need to know. Somebody said, this is why country clubs are so popular. This is definitely why country clubs are so popular. 
This is what's happening at country clubs. Yes, the old boy network is in effect. And so some people are like, man, I ain't going to no uppity stuffity country club. Okay. I mean, but you're missing out on the network. And I'm going to give you another piece of information. When you go to these things, it's not necessarily about being able to do whatever they're doing. So I've been a part of tennis clubs and country clubs and all of these things. All right. I've trained people in tennis and country clubs. So um, when you're there, you're not talking business the entire time. So a lot of you impatient guys will go to a country club, run in there and try to talk business. You know what they're going to do? They're going to close ranks on you. They're going to be like, we know what he's trying to do. You're just trying to come in here and get our business and get the hell out of here. It ain't going to work. That's not what they do. You know what they do? They yuck it up and bullshit and talk and crank jokes on each other. And they they start doing one of the things that they're going to probably do is try to go through some sort of um, trust initiation. <laughs> All right. Now, it's not going to be a great violation, but this is kind of what happened with Epstein, all right, in which they will get you in that predicament in which let's see if you can keep this secret or are you going to run and tell your wife and then our wives are going to bust and she's going to tell everybody else's wife and bust up the thing. So, hey, man, after the club today, we're going to go to the strip club. <laughs> oh, man, I don't like strip clubs. Guess what? You ain't going to get no business. Oh, man, my wife don't let me go to strip clubs after the, uh, after golf. Oh, I got to get back home and take care of my kid. Guess what? You ain't going to get the business. You ain't got in yet. Or are they going to drink their ass off on the golf course and talk to the golf cart girl? And they all go sit around. Oh, man, uh, the golf cart girl want to see you. It's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars. You, She's in there. She'll do what she needs to do. You up there, go, smash the golf cart girl. Now you got the secret. We'll keep the secret between us, right? Yep, okay. <laughs> you got to take them joking on you. You got to take them cracking jokes on you. You can't go in there, man, I'm offended. You cracking jokes on me. You got <laughs> Now, today, it's not necessarily the country club that is there now. Now, people have various other ways where you can do this, where it doesn't have to be stuffy white dudes in a polo shirt. You can do it in nightclubs. You could do it in circles of, uh, you know, people that have different circles of influence. Whatever you're trying to do, it doesn't have to be at the nightclub or the tennis club. It can be in a hobby where everybody goes to the desert and you riding, uh, you know, riding your desert ATVs, all right? Or you go on fishing, you're part of the fishing club, or you're a part of a, a hoodlum or a hood networking group. There's a part of all of this that goes around. Yeah, MMA, CrossFit. CrossFit is another one. MMA. See, these are all... These are all groups where people associate with each other that have a similar interest. All right. You can go to a jujitsu studio. You have a similar interest, but now this is your network. Now this is your network. This is where you go. This is so, so you don't sit in the house all day and you don't go chase women. From here, everything else stems from here. Women, uh, money, lifestyle, access to stuff. I get this is. I had a guy in my network. He he called me up one day. This dude used to try to hook me up all the time. He called me up. He was like, you know what? Um, I re I rented this room. I was gonna crash there. It was a room at a like a five star resort on a golf uh in a on a golf course, in a villa. 
If anybody knows what I'm talking about, it's in Newport. All right, it's in Newport Coast. And he was like, but I'm not going to use it. Now, to rent this place, I don't even know what it costs. It probably was it, it probably cost uh it probably cost like two three thousand dollars a night, but he was like, I'm not gonna use it. Do you want to use it? Yeah, motorcycle clubs is another one. Um, and I was like, hell yeah. So you know what I did? <laughs> I was like, let me call some peace leave up and come on over, right? And so when she came over, oh, this is fantastic. But they give you stuff like that. They got suites at football games. Oh, we're not using the suite. You can use it. We got tickets in the front row for this or in the 100 section of that. So these things happen in your network because they trust you and you want them to be the first person on their mind. Why? Because you care for them and you're keeping in contact with them. These are how you get things. I got I got uh, floor seats to the Clippers like that. Some dude called me up in my network. He was like, hey, I'm not using these today. You can take your kids. All right, I went down there, took my kids' floor seats to the Clippers. I was like, damn, I never would have been able to pay for that. But he was in my network and he trusted me. And so a lot of these people are, yeah, they use these things as business write-offs. And they use them, these tickets are under their company name, not an individual name. So they use these tickets to entertain clients in their company. So when you show up there, don't act a fool because when they come back to their seats the next game, they're going to be like, whoever was in these seats last game was acting a fool. All right, we had to kick him out because he got drunk off the Henny. All right, now, going back to what we were talking about. (laughs) Back to what we were talking about. (laughs) Part of the old boys club is this, and some people don't want to participate. And you think because you know your business better, that you're the better person. You don't have to network or you don't have to do any of these things. And you get mad at people who are good at networking. I'm going to tell you, switch your mentality from that and become a master network networker. Join a networking group. Um, you know, get out of the office. It doesn't matter how good you do your job. It's about the the, the people that you have around you. The people that can give you business. There's some people who are jack crap at their job. They suck at their job. For instance, McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't do good hamburgers. Because they're not a hamburger business. They are a real estate business. In which they are trying to get real estate and franchisees to get into their business. And they make another McDonald's. Okay. They're efficient at kicking food in and out between orders, all right? Uh, I'm going to order it here. I want the food out in 45 seconds. That's what they're good at. But their hamburgers are not good. Now, you over here can make a $6 hamburger, but it matters none. You can't sell it. So what do you want to be good at? And then when you're good at something, know what you're good at. Are you good at fitness training or are you good at being a pseudo-psychologist? Are you good at being a comfort? Are you good at being someone to talk to? Are you a counselor or a fitness trainer? See, me, I always looked at fitness training as, I always look at fitness training as I'm not necessarily here for fitness per se. I'm here to counsel these people. Maybe then I can refer them to someone that can really help them. But I knew a whole bunch of good fitness trainers. They knew all the mumbo jumbo. Oh, you go there, eccentric contraction, concentric contraction. And then when you do this and you do that, they know all the mumbo jumbo couldn't keep a client to save their lives. 
could not keep one client. They couldn't retain clients. They couldn't referral business. They couldn't do nothing. They couldn't even make their client comfortable when they were in the gym. All right. And they're telling the client, all right, when you do your eccentric contraction and you can do your uh, concentric, they don't care. Mm. Clients like, look, man. <laughs> so these are the things that you have to talk about. What are you good at? Know what you're actually selling. And then you'll be good at it. You can, you have to be somewhat good. You got to be competent, but you don't have to be the best, but you have to be the best in business in order you to, in order for you to survive. You got to be the best. You got to be the best at that. You got to kill it in networking. Uh, let's see here. Let's put this back up. So let's go back to law. As a, as people in law, not only do you have to know the lawyers, you also have to know someone like a police officer. Wouldn't it be good to know a officer in law enforcement? Yes, I know an officer in law enforcement. That officer in law enforcement has helped me out a bunch. He's got me out of a couple of pickles, and he's provided me with information. And I was very careful about giving him information. He provided me with a great deal of information. And I had his phone number. He actually had his daughter um, before I met him outside of this. But then he knew me as a trainer. And then he referred me to his daughter because his daughter was a basketball player. And then I trained her. And then that daughter referred me to damn near a whole basketball team in Orange County. <laughs> right. So I had the whole almost the whole damn varsity roster, at least half the team at one point training them. Right. And that was all from my relationship with the police officer. So it's always good to know someone so that if something happens, you can contact that person and say, hey, this happened, that happened. What do I do with this? What's the law on that? All right. Financial. Talk about that. Real estate. We talked about that. Insurance. It's good to know these people. All right. Know someone who's in property and casual PNC, they call it. Life insurance, health insurance, auto insurance, or else you could end up paying way too much for these things. Homeowners insurance. Okay. Know some of these people. Somebody says, why did you quit fitness training? COVID. I mean, come on, COVID. They closed all the gyms. I was training outside for 10 months. All right. In the morning, with coyotes running up on us in the playground. All right. <laughs> come on. All right. That's what happened. And then people started getting the heebie-jeebies about COVID. Some of my clients backed off. So it's pretty simple explanation, right? The gyms got hairy here in California, right? They, and I work, in, I work as a private trainer. So even the gyms that I rented space in was getting crazy. Oh, we can only have two trainers in here at a time when they would have 10 during non-COVID, all right? Um, then people were like, the private community started closing their gyms. I mean, it's pretty simple what happened. I literally was training outside 6.30 in the morning. Coyotes running up and the coyotes running past us. Shit. Mm. I was like, oh, hell no. And then, yeah, some gyms were like, you got to have the shot. So come on. I mean, that was pretty simple. <laughs> it was pretty simple. Where I was like, all right, I'm going to turn my attention away from that. And I'll come back to it when everything's good. And it's ended up being two and a half years. Um, and stuff is still sticky. Stuff is still sticky with that profession. And then you got to go in there. Of course, if I went to a big box gym. It would be, do you have the shot? Oh, you don't have the shot? Oh, you must wear a mask the whole time. No, no. 
Uh, let me see here. Uh, homeowners insurance, flood insurance. What about health? Do you know your doctor's name? Do you know your primary care physician's name? Do you know them? Men, if you don't know them, if you don't know your primary care uh, physician's name, go find one. Go find one, make an appointment with them, tell them your family history, especially if you're over the age of 35. You need to get one. I know my primary care uh, doctor. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. Go see the doctor. Because you might have to see them in an emergency and they're going to ask you, who's your primary care? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They, they don't even know how to help you, man. They don't even got insurance. All right, get some health insurance and then get a primary care physician. Do you know your dentists? Have you been to the dentist? Know your dentist. Know a personal trainer. All right, I know so many dentists because dentists tend to be wealthy. All right, um, and then they tend to hire personal trainers. But then they can't, you can't do exercises that are going to ruin their hair. Their hands, their hands, their hands. Um, personal trainer, you should know a personal trainer. You should have contact. Uh, massage therapist, that doesn't say the rapist. It says massage therapist, all right? Massage the rapist. Uh, massage therapist, you should know a massage therapist. I actually had a great relationship with a massage therapist, but she moved to like Indiana or something. And um, I actually bought a massage table because I would go to her apartment, all right? And then I actually traded her fitness training session. And um, I would go to her apartment. She massaged me. And then I was like, oh, just come to mine. And I got a massage table and she used to come in and massage me. Not the rub and tug either. Uh, yeah, dental insurance. Uh, chiropractors. If you're into chiropractic, you might want to know a chiropractor, okay? Um, home repair. Home repair. Handyman. Handyman. Do you know a handyman? Everybody should know a handyman. All right. Wasn't there a character on In Living Color Handyman? He had the little, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm handyman. You should know a handyman. You got to know a handyman. Um, If you don't know a handyman, you need to find one. It's only going to be an old dude. It's going to be an old dude that got an old tool belt wrapped around his waist. <laughs> All right. Get yourself a handyman, all right, that could come in and be like, hey, man, this toilet is messed up. Unless you're, unless you're a person, knows, unless you have a facility that does that, your apartment. Know a handyman. This dude will come just like that. He'll bring his ladder. He'll bring all his tools and all of that shit. He'll bring his rusty-ass van. Somebody says, watch YouTube and learn home repair skills. Yeah, you can, but again, emergency is two different things. You can learn skills, but emergency is it. Again, don't be, what I try to tell guys is do not be a jack of all trades. You could be good at stuff, but there's stuff that's going to get out of control. Let's say your water, your water, uh, you can't turn your water off in this flood and all right, or something like that. You done broke something. You better call your handyman. All right. Not everybody can do everything. Um, And I'm a guy that, that like I'm not going to be a guy, even if I'm good at something, I'm going to know somebody that knows it. You got to know somebody that knows it because there's something that you're going to do that's going to screw it up. All right, don't get overconfident. Even if you're comp competent, don't get overconfident in your skills. Uh, HVAC, HVAC, all right, if you live in Phoenix or Las Vegas, <laughs> you better have somebody that you know in uh, HVAC because if you don't and your air goes off, your ass is grass if you own a house. Know a carpenter, electrician, 
plumber, pool, pool cleaner, subcontractor, somebody. There's a guy that I can call. I don't remember his name, but it's probably like Hector or something. This dude is, he can do a lot of things. All right. So he would be my guy that I call. Hey man, Hector, can you get over here? Services. Knowing these people will help. Photographers, videographers, graphic designers. I know people, you know, I can do it on my own. I can make my own thumbnails. Okay. You also can save time and have somebody do it that's really proficient. But again, it's all about what you want to do. At, at the beginning, you'll have to do these things on your own. But after a while, it becomes not part of best part of your businesses. This is why then you franchise off or you this is why then you become a business as, as opposed to individual. This is the difference between an LLC and the difference between um, somebody who is a. Um, oh, man, it slips my mind. Sole proprietor. If you're a sole proprietor, you're doing all of this. But then when you become a business, you start fractioning off things so you can then go, uh, so you can then focus on what you do best. Yes, you can get by and do some of these things on your own, but why? I need to delegate and be a master of delegation. The one thing that I haven't done well in my life is delegate. Delegation is a crippling disease for men. We're afraid to ask other people for help. And we're afraid to trust other people for doing things that are important to us. Well, the one way you beat that is you find people that you trust. So I can focus on doing what I can do best. All right. Um, hobbies. No people at a firing range. Uh, if you know law enforcement, then you'll get to the firing range. Tennis club, traveling, and all these things. And uh, many times you will find that a lot of these people will do things cheaper than you believe, all right? Uh, cheaper than you believe it to be. You're like, this is going to cost me a whole bunch of money. Some of these people, they're struggling. They'll do, they'll do it for a lower fee because they either they trust you, they know you, or they're in a bind financially and they need, and they need, um, they, they need some money, right? They need some money. So they're like, all right, uh, I'll do it. Okay, this is all I have. Okay, I'll do it. All right, let me do some cash apps, see if we have anything here. Let me see. Oh, he says, yeah, this guy right here, KGW, says, I met a banker and a real estate agent this year. Shout out to you. Um, always have their business cards handy or at least put their name in your phone. When you meet them, text them back. Hey, hey, I met you. Good to meet you. Let's keep in touch. Uh, this is what I believe I need you for. As opposed to, hey, I, um, if you ever need me for your business, um, let me know and I'll get to you. But then it's going to be crickets. We're going to call him L Mac. Let's see here. He says, when is the Mac Pack video coming out? The Man Pack video. Oh, the Man Pack video. So we'll probably do that this weekend. Man Pack video will um, on the money mindset. As you guys know, uh, you know, there's probably nothing that much coming out on the other channels on YouTube. Uh, because of what, what happened to me. What happened to me? What happened? What happened? Where did all the men go? Uh, did anybody else send a, let me make sure. Um, oh, we got uh, Sexy J in the building says, 
Mother's Day, Mother's Day is replaced with birthing people's day. Really? Mother's Day is now um, birthing people's day. Yeah, this is where we're going. This is why men are getting attacked. This is why you're getting attacked because we refuse to go with this particular type of, um, I would call it communistic type control. All right. So then what, I mean, this happened to generations before us, right? Before us, we changed the way people speak. But I want you to know these people are doing this intentionally, changing terms uh, so then they can jam you up and eliminate you or call you a racist or some sort of uh, prejudiced person, right? But it happened in my generation. Remember, in my generation, there were white comedians that made living off of doing racist jokes, and they pretty much got canceled by the time I was in my early teens. I'm trying to think of some of these guys' names. Milton Berle and all of them, all right? There were some dudes that used to make a whole damn living off of that. By the time I was a teenager, they completely were canceled and probably broke. And so this is what's happening to our generation. Generation Z and the millennials are changing the dialect. They're changing the language. And then, then they can go backwards. And then they can call everybody, like a Dave Chappelle. They can come to Generation X and say, we're all no good. And we are not progressing. And we're phobic this, racist that. And uh this is what's happening to our culture. So now if you don't agree with birthing people's day and you say happy mother's day, you're too old. You're out of touch. Uh, you're a, you're a not your N-I-Z-I. You're, you know, they can just categorize you at that. It's just unfortunate. This is what we're doing. Uh, Simon Small, thank you for being here again and again. All right, Simon Small's here. We got Harold Legermy says, uh, coach chill, people getting tackled and slapped. Nowadays, they're getting tackled, slap, slap, tackled. They're doing all of that stuff. People are approaching them with firearms and weapons. Um, you guys got to be careful out here of what you're doing. So I know and realize what I'm talking about. I still get people that are got some great bite back at to what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Okay. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but people do. I'm really just warning men, but of course there's jokes and comedy in it and there's nothing I can do about how people feel about my stuff. Mario L says they're going to Epstein that fool. They're going to, which one? Uh, Chappelle? Or no, the dude, in, the dude that got lump lumped. Yeah, they're going to have to take him out because if he is connected to some particular group, they're going to, they're going to, that's going to come out. So they're going to have to get him while he's up in the jail. All right. So he didn't complete his mission. And I know people are like, oh, that was the worst hit ever. No, you know what the worst one was? JFK. JFK went left too. <laughs> right? You were like, they caught the dude in the freaking movie theater chilling. With a whole bunch of evidence to suggest that he did the crime. Now, when you go back and look at it, it's obviously he did it, but they swooped his ass up within six hours. So it wasn't that much different than what happened today. All right. They had that dude, Lee Harvey, all while looking up, talking about, uh, 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 and he had him. <laughs> so don't think because he got caught. This dude that got up uh, on Chappelle stage got caught that it was the worst one ever. No, the, the, the dude that got caught hanging dry was that damn Lee Harvey Oswald. They caught his ass. 
Oh, my goodness. All right. Didn't they catch him? They caught him slipping, sitting up in the movie theater, acting like he watching a movie. I'm watching the movie. They was like, get your ass out here. Oh, I don't know nothing. <laughs> and they was like, man, we need to get his ass. Delete. Delete, delete. Uh, we got a couple more here. Uh, Jay. Jay says, the feds are raising rates today. Beware. Oh, boy. It's going to get out of control. The, the, the feds are raising rates today. Yikes. So they're going to raise it four to five times this year. They've already raised it once. They're going to probably raise it today. And they're going to cool down that real estate market just a tad bit. So um, we don't know where things are going to go. But I know that, that, that they're, I think they're late in the game in their reaction. This is just my personal opinion. So as a result, you must get prepared for what's going on. So 50 basis points, 5%, uh, yeah, 0.5% going to be an increase and they're going to do this three more times maybe four more times after this maybe four more times and this is going to affect everybody so this is what we do here to try to get you guys prepared for that type of stuff all right so i'm looking at making sure i got everybody let me go check paypal let me go pay check paypal make sure i got all the messages over there the short the shows are shorter because the interactions are shorter all right uh but uh let's see here paypal uh, I got a $5 PayPal. This is, this is Mike, Mikey Stepback, the ball, basketball Domus. This is Mikey Stepback, the basketball Domus. Appreciate all that you do. You're one of the last ones left. Oh boy. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, man. And it's, it's, uh, one of the things where, you know, you can see why you can see why people stop doing this. Because uh, they really make it difficult for you to do it. But some people get a fair pass. I don't know what the, what's going on there. Shout out to, we're going to call him Double A. Coach, I've been cold approaching all week, but it's not working. I'm being myself, and I don't know what else to do. I don't know. Help me out. <laughs> cold approaching the day. Oh, shout out. And by the way, shout out to Mikey Stepback. We're going to give you a co-sponsorship. I have a couple more, so I'm going to get to you guys. Uh, do I have a couple more? No. Uh, Andrew. I'm going to call you Andrew. Double A. The cold approach method, I'm sorry, is, is dead. It's dead in my opinion. Um, and the reason why it's dead is, is uh, there's various variety of reasons, but I could simply boil it down to this. Uh, the the industry that that is called the pickup artist industry exposed the the game to a lot of people and i heard steve williams and angry man talking about this and they gave the history of it at one particular point you can catch people off guard and ignorant and particularly women right so there was a time you can catch them off guard not knowing anything completely ignorant to what you're doing and your manipulation strategy so a cold approach is just one form of the game or game. It's just one part. Game is completely, game, cold approach is not synonymous with game. Cold approach is a tactic of game. So it's just one thing. But a lot of people go with that just piece of information and they run with it without knowing anything else. And they think they're going to do anything. But what happens is once you get to the cold approach, let's just say you get one woman to fall for it. Now what? That's going to be your problem. 
because you didn't understand the entire thing in its entirety. If we want to continue with this show, I'm going to go into how men go on the spectrum because somebody requested this. I believe it was ABL, Anthony Brian Logan. He, he requested this. So I can't go a little bit further, okay? But when people teach you tactics for free or you might invest in the coach on uh, a course on how to cold approach, it's just one piece of the formula. But today, women are operating in ignorance. Women are not operating in ignorance anymore. Before, you could be they could be completely ignorant as to what you're trying to do. But now that's not the case, right? So they can watch the same course or same YouTube videos you're watching. They can get the same books you're reading. So they're ahead of the game. You know why they're going to be ahead of the game? It's because they have an incentive to know this information. This is their primary uh this is their primary way they connect with you. So they're going to be, uh, they don't want to get caught off guard with manipulation, right? They don't want to get caught off guard getting pumped and dumped by 80 men. There's no point. So they're going to find out the information as you're finding it out. And if you're ill-equipped with the other areas of what they call game, which most people are, you don't have it all in totality because it should be somewhat natural, all right? But people are telling, teaching people to do it and you're not natural with it. So then you go out there and you're approaching people that are not in ignorance and not oblivious anymore, they're well prepared for what you're going to do because there was already 30 men that tried to do it to her in a period of time because they all bought the same course. Here, your dumb ass go because you're ill-equipped. You're going to go out there and try that and flounder. You're going to flounder, and you're going against somebody who's ready. They're ready for your little thing. I know he was sending the joke. This is a joke. Uh, he was talking about he's a big cold approaching. Help me out. You got to understand he's just, he's a part of the show. All right. He doesn't really need the help. He was joking. But I'm just telling this to other men. All right. I'm just telling this to other men. As you go out there, then you're going to find out that you're going to waste a lot of time uh, doing things that would have worked 20 years ago trying to apply it now. Now, that's just the cold approach part of it. When you get to the game aspect of it, you guys are still ill-equipped because many of the people you learn from don't have game. They have good writing skills. Okay? They have writing skills. So they're able to write, market, and they're able to, um, they're able to deliver a message on something that they really had never practiced. They've never put it into practice um, and they're able to say, hey, this guy wrote this book. I read this book. I've been competent in being able to speak these talking points. And then I'm going to write a book myself. And then now I'm the expert on it. And so then they can pair it off all of this information. Now, again, Steve the Dean talked about this because he came from an era where people had to have game. And so we all came from this era where you had to approach a woman or you were getting zero. But by the time 2010 came around, maybe 2005, that time changed. But that's when all the PUAs put their books out, too, because they came from that era. Now, the men who actually were running game, they were running it against uh, all kind of uh, uh, situations where it was tough for them to even get through. But it was the only way through. Now, there's various different ways to get through. It was the only way to get through. Now, there's various ways. Now. There's also a variety of ways to her to get over on you now. 
there's a variety of ways for her to give her over on you. So I've been telling you men, they're running game on you. They're no longer waiting for you to run game. They're running game on you. Because they have the advantage in society. They have the advantage of multiple different people to pick from. They have the advantage of dating apps and social media. They have significant more advantage than you. And one more piece of, piece of key information on this. You're reading a book and you're going to go out to someone who's actually in the field practicing. It's what women do. It is the highlight of their day. They love going to happy hour. They love getting approached guy by guys. They love rejecting guys. They will get the opportunities. They will get the at-bats. Then they go to the nightclub. Then they go traveling. Then they go to their dating app. Then they go to their Instagram. And they're constantly in the field practicing. And here your ass go with your book. Let's see here. You're, you, don't have the, you don't have what it takes. It should be somewhat natural. You should be somewhat confident. And again, just like I talked about people in my network, to think you're going up there to just go get her out of her panties tonight is relatively low percentage. Just like if I walk up to a guy and I think I'm going to get his business right now. You're not going to get the person's business right now. They got to trust you. But again, it's about what, you're, what you want to believe. Do you believe that there are men that are successful doing this all the time, every day, all day? They're not, and they will even admit that. So I don't want you guys to do that. I think you should focus on other things. And as a result, that part will be easy. It will be somewhat easier. Is it easy 100%? No, it will be easier. And you'll find that women will be intrigued with you. Women will be intrigued with you when you're indifferent with them in this day and age, as opposed to bothering them and chasing them. I mean, you mean going after them and bugging them and yucking it up in their face and wasting time. They're going to be intrigued with you. Man, this guy's different. Look at their TikToks. The guy that pays the least attention are the ones they're thinking about and thinking about. They're, that, they're doing that the most, right? They're thinking about that person the most. When the guy that doesn't text back right away. They're thinking about that guy. Why didn't he text me back? Why didn't he text me good morning? The ones that text them good morning and all in a grill. Yeah, they're happy about it. But then they're like, whatever. Somebody said the false pandering is annoying. Yeah, man, it, it's different. You got to be a little, you got to be different in this, in this market. You got to be different. Do something that separates yourself and, and pick up and in cold approach is not separating yourself. You're just one of many. In my opinion, this is just my opinion on it. Um, last point is the spectrum. And what I'm talking about is a lot of people think I've been thinking like this forever, and I haven't. A lot of men have gone through cycles and stages of trying to be successful with women. And then some men actually find what works for them, and then some men don't, right? Some men never figure it out. And so I see a lot of men in their 30s and 40s stuck. Maybe you got into a relationship and a marriage and you came out of it and you're still stuck thinking it's 1997. So you'll go in here in 2022 and you're still in 1997. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, ladies. Yeah. 
hey, ladies, and you think you're going to go to a concert and watch all the girls walk around with their Venus Williams or Serena Williams cat suit with their ass out? <laughs> What's up, ladies? Oh, my God. Look at all that wagging you dragging. All right. You, you, you're, you're doing this and you're making a fool out of yourself. All right. You're making a fool out of yourself. I mean, because they think you're an a idiot. <laughs> they think you're a clown. I mean, I'm just letting you know. They believe that you're a flat out clown. And that's how they're going to treat you. And then you go on long diatribes, long ass conversations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're wasting your time. Yucking it up and all that stuff. Back and forth banter. Flirty. Ba I mean, if you want to do that, go ahead. But it's not 1997 anymore. It's going to take somewhat different. And women know a little bit more now. They know a little bit more information. They know what they can get. You don't know where they are historically. So let's talk about the spectrum of men because we always talk about where the women's spectrum is. So the women's spectrum, I'm sorry, the men's spectrum is you're going to go through a cycle of trying to find your way with women, a cycle of things. First of all, you're going to be awkward. You're a virgin. You're not going to be tested. You're going to be awkward. The women are going to have a slight advantage of you over you because they look better than you. So you're going to go through the awkward and goofy stage. Some men stay stuck in that stage, all right, and fearful of women, which is natural because you're wanting something from them, and you know there's steep competition. So then you go through from that stage to the aim, low, and hit stage. You're going to go through the aim, low, and hit stage. So instead of going for what you want, you'll take what you can get, right? And then this is where your imprinting comes from. This is where your uh, your preferences come from. This is where your fetishes come from. The first woman that takes you and opens her legs, that's what you like. And so you'll go there because it's easier. And then you'll say, hey, I like women like this. I like women like that. So you're clearly going to stay there and you're going to be stuck. Some men stay there. Some, went, some men evolve out of that. Some men stay there. And inevitably, those women will figure out that you'll accept anything, including a bad attitude, and you end up arguing with these women. You end up, you know, being in toxic relationships with them. You'll end up impregnating her. You end up in child support court, family court, arguing with this person. And everybody's looking at you going, why did you even get with that woman? Because as you're developing as a man, you're going to be way much better than her over time. And people are looking at you going, what is this, shallow how? What is this? So you went from awkward to taking what you can get, aiming low and hitting, low-hanging fruit, you'll just stay there. Instead of upping your game and becoming a better man, you'll just stay there. And, and you'll call it a preference. You'll call it a preference. Now, I always challenge guys' preferences. I'll say, what does post-nut clarity say? If you can go rounds and rounds, then, yeah, you prefer that person or are you settling for that person? So then you go to the next stage. The next stage is going to be uh, the wannabe player in max stage where you go a little bit more comfortable with women. And the reason why you're going to go to that stage next is because you have somewhat success with women pr prior. So whatever you go, aim low and hit low hanging fruit. What you're going to do then is you're going to get several of those women easier because you're comfortable with them. They, you somewhat like them, you know what to say to them, you know what works. And so you'll get like three or four of these women, if not more. 
and you'll say you're successful with women, right? You'll be like, I'm successful with women. I get easy, free peace leave, and it'll be low-hanging fruit, right? So, but it'll make you more comfortable, and so you'll go into your player mode. You'll be a player, but most of the women that you're a player of, you don't even want to be caught broad daylight with any of them. You'll never be caught in broad daylight, and should I catch you in broad daylight, you'll act like you'll be ducking the dive and hide behind the bushes. So then you become an expert player. I'm a player. I'm a Mac. I got my pimping on. And then you'll say, oh, I got authority over these women and I pimp them and I got them under my control, right? But they're they're nothing to speak of. <laughs> Just like a pimp. A pimp will say, I got all these hoes. And then you see they women and you're like, those are all y'all? Oh, it's, it's not impressive. When you see many pimps, not all. When you see some pimps women, they're not impressive. You're like, that's 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 who you're getting money from. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's who you got Jedi mind control over on. Oh. So you'll go through your player, your max stage, because you're feeling good. You have a rotation of fours and fives. And then at some particular point, you either get caught up, you run out of steam. Or you say, I'm not satisfied with this. I need to up my game. So then inevitably you get into uh, you, you get into a situation where you want somebody a little bit better than you've been with. And then if you shall get that woman, you don't want to be a player no more. I don't want to be a player no more. Now you don't want to be a player no more. Now you're going to fall in love. I'm lost in love. I can't live without you. Now you're lost in love. Because why? You got actually somebody that you like and care for. That you actually, that actually was like, wow, this is the best woman I've ever got. Because all the women you've been dealing with were garbage. All right, now you're dealing with somebody who is wow. And you're happy to be seen with her. You're happy that she likes you back. You can't believe it. You say things like, I can't believe she's with a guy like me. And then you get rid of all your hoes. You find somebody, she's now a six or a seven on the scale instead of a four or a five. Now she's a six and a seven, and you're lost in love. You lost in the sauce. You ready to marry her. Now you're 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. You're not dealing with mooses and donkeys no more. Now you're dealing with somebody that you like to be seen out. Now you're taking her out, but you kind of broke too. And so you're doing everything you can to keep her. But she's a little slightly out of your league. And she lets you know about it. So she got you by the nose. Right? You know what I'm saying? She got you hooked. And then she's doing things to hurt your feelings. I'm going out to girls' nights out. Why are you going to girls' nights out? Don't you love me? You're trying to control her. You're trying to hold on to her too much. You're macho man Randy Savage, and she's Elizabeth. And you're trying to keep her. You don't want nobody to look at her. Everybody dudes that look at her. You go, oh, why are you looking at my girl? You get lost in love. But the thing is, she got power over you because she's the best thing you had. And then guess what she does? She hurts you. She hurts you. Now this is your first hurt. Now you're going to go out there and say, all oh, these women are this and these women hurt and these women blah, blah, blah. But you forgot about your player days. You forgot when you was a player in these streets. You forgot when you were hurting all those other women, the low-hanging fruits. And now them women are out here mad on YouTube too. Talking about men ain't ish. And you're like, what are you talking about, woman? Look at you. So now you done got into the hurt business, and now she done destroyed your ass. <laughs> so the next thing you do, the next part of the spectrum is you're going to go out. 
you're going to go back out to the low-hanging fruit and you're going to tag everything. <laughs> or you become super duper. Now you're going to figure out or, or you're going to learn the manipulation or you're going to take a red pill or one of these things are going to happen. Then you're going to figure it out. All right. Or you're going to go into the pump and dump. All right. So it's different from the Mac. Then you're just going to go pump and dump everything. I'm going to pump and dump everything. <laughs> or you go your own way. Something happens where you go, wow. All right. This is the reality check. I got woken up. Or you fall for another one. Right. So a lot of guys stay stuck. They get right back onto the wheel. All right. I'll find another one. She'll be better. I'll find another one. She'll be better. And then you get lost in the sauce, lost in the sauce by batting out of your league. You're batting out of your league. And she got the advantage. Just like when you had the snow cows over here, you had the advantage. Now you're batting out of your league. How do you get into a situation where you're out of everybody's league? Now you got to get your money up. By this point in your life, your number one priority should be finances. Because you already got, you already seen what's going to happen with women. It's just either going to be you're out, she's out of your league or you're out of her league. There's not much in between. Some guys will find something in between and work it out, ride it out. They'll get divorced and then they'll be where you are just five years later. <laughs> okay. So now you get your bag up, which most men don't do. You get your bag up and all the problems get washed away. All your sins are washed away. You've been redeemed. You've been redeemed. You've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Yeah. All of a sudden, your economics change and the situation changes. You go, whoo. Any man that goes from this economics to that economics, pretty much going to go, shit, I figured it out. I figured it out. So by the time you're 35, 38, 40, 42, 45, 50, if your economic condition change, now all of a sudden, you're going to be dealing with the girls who used to run circles around you. They'll be at your door going, hi, daddy. Now, I know somebody's going to say, not young girls don't want guys like that. Not all of them. But you just got to find the one, and they'll find your ass. They're going to find you, bro. <laughs> They're going to find you. You ain't got to go out and find them. You're just going to be chilling. Cigar lounge. Here comes some young little piece of tail. Oh, look at this here. Oh, Lord. Look at it. Oh, she coming next to me. Oh, how you doing, sir? You mind if I sit down and talk to you? Oh. Why, yes. <laughs> What's your name, darling? Oh, I love when men talk to me like that. You seem such respectful. You're so respectful. I'm a respectful man. You're dealing with a man now. You're not dealing with little boys. Um, perhaps I can, can take this elsewhere. Oh, yes, we can, Daddy. All right, come on. Sooner or later. You know what? Why don't you take this to go? Um, hold on. You grab your wallet. Where's my wallet? You know what? I appreciate you for being here. Why don't we get together next week? But uh, before you go, you get your wallet out. You stop. Why don't you take this <laughs> and get you something nice? I got money. <laughs> you ain't got to work. The, the money you gave her was, it, it's not even 0.001% of your income. 
He like, why don't you? <laughs> why don't you leave? Thank you very much. Come back next week. Okay, daddy. You see her shopping. She out there, South Coast Mall. She didn't got her little handbag. And now you got sanity. Now you got peace. Now you got quiet. That's what you've been looking for. You've been looking for peace, sanity, quiet. But nah, you at the nightclub, 36 years old, running up on young girls that I just sent home that evening. And now she's shaking her ass. And now you running game. And I just sent her home with drinking money. She had out the bar buying her own drinks, talking about she's an entrepreneur and she got her own money. Now you still out there. <laughs> hey, ladies. Yeah, it's the spectrum. So what, what tends to happen is you come become content with what you really want in life. I want my financial position to be better, but I also want peace, quiet. I want to go on vacation because some of these dudes that run game ain't never left Toledo, Ohio. They ain't never left it. They're still there at Toledo, Ohio, sitting there trying to figure out how to code approach and run game on the women in Toledo, Ohio. You ain't left Detroit. You ain't left Tupelo, Mississippi. You ain't left Birmingham. You ain't even left Kansas City. You're like, perhaps I'll take a drive to St. Louis and run some game. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He said, you just need game. For a guy who who is spending his time earning money, this is what you tell you. Again, it's like, don't be a master or jack of all trades, all right? Don't 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 fall in love with the girls. You say, hey, thank you, little sweetheart. Good. You can buy yourself a little college book with that money. But what you guys are doing is trying to make it a challenge. You're trying to make it a challenge. Women are not a challenge. Women are pretty much straightforward. Now, I get it. You guys want to make this a challenge. You guys want to conquer them for some reason. You guys come from an era where you got to be the one to get over on them before they get over on you. I I want you guys to flush that philosophy down the toilet. Now, I can sell you a course if you want me to. I'll make a course for you guys that just feel a need to conquer women. But I'm going to tell you, it's it's something that you're not going to get over. Because you're never going to conquer them just right. You think women are inanimate objects. You think that they're just going to sit there and let you just run and finesse. They're not inanimate objects. They're literally human beings. And some of them are different than the others. But you just got to be the one to get over on them. You got to be the one to waste time and spend all this time trying to figure out how to conquer them. Guys, there's better things in life to try to conquer. And I think it's because you know you are a failure in those things. You just want to conquer women because you think it's easier. It's not. It's not that easy. Many people have tried to do it only to get finessed on the back end. You're, it, there's been plenty of movies that showed you this. Okay. Uh, did you see Basic, not Basic Instinct, uh, Fatal Attraction, um, Thin Line Between Love and Hate. In which the guy thought he was getting over on her, only to find out, oh, I'm getting over on you, the crush. 
and I hate to use movies as an example, but they got the upper hand if they need it. They can always run to the court of public opinion, the police, anything to say you manipulated them and it was illegal. Okay. Casino. Ginger. I mean, there's movie after movie to show men to demonstrate this desire to conquer women is almost a waste of your time. Boomerang. Boomerang. Uh, there was another movie I was just watching. Um, and I was like, see, there it is again. There's that whole thing. Oh, there was another movie I was just watching. It was just on TV. And the guy thought he was getting over on her. And then it ended up being back in reverse. How to be a player. Uh, there was another movie. Dang, I wish I could think of it. I was. It just came up on my screen. And I was like, see, there it is. That need to believe that you're going to conquer women. And that's that's your ultimate goal in life. And it don't work out that way. Eventually, you got to literally, it's literally going to come back to you in some some sort of way. She's going to be crazy. She's going to be psychotic. She's going to be off her meds. She's going to be vindictive. She's going to get pregnant on you. I'll just run up in there raw. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, waiting to as hell. Ex machina. Even the damn machine got over on them. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is this. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey was the exact same thing. Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm going to get over on her. And she got over on his ass. Look, this is what I'm going to tell you. You men, get over the need to believe you're a man by conquering women. I, I, I promise you, you're wasting your time. You're going to figure it out. Get over the need to believe that you are a man a real man, just because you can try to conquer women. You're wasting your time. And what is the return? I'm going to ask you, what is the return? Some peace leave. I don't know what to tell you guys. You're wasting opportunities, opportunity costs. You're, you're, you're making yourself get headaches, stress. There's guys that want to get married, and then you come to me. How do I conquer and protect myself before I get married? Bro, don't do it. That's the ultimate way to protect yourself. And then you can try this, but I'm telling you, they got something for that. They got something for it. I'm telling you, they're, they're not, what you have to understand about on the women's side, they're not without an option to screw your ass over. They're not without one. But you think, oh, I'm going to do this in slam dunk. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell I think you are you got a fruitless effort. My philosophy tells you, you focus on every damn thing else in this life. I'm going to conquer life. I'm going to conquer my hobbies. I'm going to conquer work, finances, networking. And guess what's going to be at the end of that? More than likely. Two pieces of peace leave that I can properly dismiss the headaches, distress. I can just go on and dismiss it and get rid of it 99% of the time. Every now and then there'll be a crazy one you deal with and go, oh man, I should have. I don't got time for that. And as a matter of fact, if I base look at my income, I look at my income and I go, how much of that 
did that, how much of that income did it cost me? Little. Very little. At the end of the day, it cost me little. But you guys try to conquer women and you lose your whole life. And then you come up in here, talk about how much of a man you are. Guys, I've been through that spectrum. The spectrum I described, that was, that was me. That could have been me. You go through this, you try this, you try this, you try this, you try this, and then you grow up. <laughs> and then you get on your purpose. And then you find out what life is about. And then you travel outside the country. And then. Did you realize what a man is? Or you could be stuck doing juvenile high school games at 39, 40, 55, patting yourself on the back. And I'm going to tell you something. You go to anybody that's worth their salt as a man and go to that person and tell them how much ass you're getting. They're going to look at you like this. If you go to any man worth their salt, go up to a six-figure man. Go up to a rich old white dude. Go up to a, a, a rich old black dude. Go to anybody. Go talk to them and tell them how impressive you are getting panties. I guarantee you, they're going to look at you like this. I, I, guys, I've done it before. I've done it before, and they gave me this look right here. They looked at me like this. They were like, I see you were impressed with yourself. <laughs> now, if you go to a broke person, you're impressive. They're like, wow, this is fantastic. How do I become you? But go to any man where do I did this one time and I almost they almost it was like one of those situations, a country club situation. And I was with a guy, the guy that told me about the hotel room. All right. So. Uh, he he gave me the hotel room in the villas. So this same dude, I was sitting up there talking that noise. Yeah, man. Oh, man, I got all these girls on Tinder. This dude literally was looking at me like he was disgusted. He was disgusted like. And he knew my financial position. He knew I was going through a nasty divorce. He was disgusted. He was like, that's what you waste your time doing. Like, Jesus, he had to be sitting there going, no wonder you're broke. No wonder. You think I'm impressed by that? I got girls, when I go on trips, I rent out a villa over here and my family stay over here and I go take the, he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, that ain't easy. I'm so, He was like, that ain't hard to do. I do that with 0.00% of my income. And this dude was a executive vice president of a company. This was how sad I was as a man. I'm talking to an executive vice president at a company that was trying to get publicly traded at the moment. I don't know if they eventually did, but he's not with that company anymore. So I can. He was the EVP. And I'm up here. <laughs> Tinder, Bumble. He was like, oh, Jesus. He's like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you in life. <laughs> Where's the doo-doo-doo? 
He hit me with the doo-doo-doo. Like, oh, man. So I'm going to tell you, you'll become a man one day. You'll realize that what you've been banging probably has been low-hanging fruit. You'll evolve as a man, and you'll get your priorities straight. And you'll have some of the best sex you'll ever have. And it'll be in a respectful way. You don't have to diss them and pump and dump them and ghost them and kick them in the booty on, on the way out of the door. You ain't got to do that. She don't want to be around you no way. All right. Some of these women that you think want to be around you don't really want to be around you no way. I'll see you this weekend. Thank you very much. Here's a couple of dollars. Bye-bye. And people call that tricking. It's a, it's a respectful, calm situation. Not all of them are pay. You just basically deal with them, treat them with respect. And they'll be there showing up doing, doing, it's not Tinder and Bumble, man. They'll show up there doing whatever they want for you. They'll show up dressed like a cheerleader in a cat suit. Go look at my members live stream, members only. I show you. I show you. Meanwhile, you're like, how is you, how are you doing this? Hi, I just come over there. They're more interested in me, in me than I am them. Uh, let's see here. They're more interested in me than I am in them, but I, they're useful. They're useful to me. So that's the transaction. That's where the true transaction is. So anyway, shout out to you for listening to that. I thought I needed to cover that. And then eventually you'll lose interest in women altogether. There's some old, old guys that would love to be involving with women, but they really just are kind of like, eh. It ain't worth the battle. You know what I mean? They were like, ah, I could do it, but eh. And they'll get to the point where they could deal with a woman maybe once a week. I'm to the point where it's maybe about twice a week. Once I go to the third time a week, and it's got to be different women. I can't be the same woman three times a week. I, I just couldn't do that. I'd be annoyed with that person by the time. I just need three. If I go to day three, I'm really feeling like this person, I'm not giving her my all. She's not, I'm not paying attention. And, and um, I feel like I'm sacrificing something important in my life. All right. I'm like, damn, I'm, I, this is too much. Too much. Two, two days a week. That's it. That's all I need. The more I do three and then I go to four and five, it's too much. They're too much to take on. You guys got to realize you're taking on this energy. It's too much. You don't need that. You don't need that much. Now you can get you a couple of rounds in with your one or two a week. That's it. Now you younger guys. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead and do. But eventually, by the time you get to day three. You're going to want to do something else. <laughs> you're going to be like, this person's taking too much from me. When you get older than that, you might just be like just once and you'll go on vacation. You'll have your fun. You'll come back home. I know there's the old dude. I ain't never seen him with a woman, all right? But I know he goes on vacation, so I can assume that when he gets over there, he's having his fun. And then he comes back here, and he's focusing on work. I actually did see him with a woman one time, and I wasn't impressed. It was he. This dude was, like, late. He looked good, too, for his age. Pause. But um, the woman he was with was around his same age, and she looked like his mama. I was like, damn, you work out. You do all of that. Wait, I think he was his roommate. He says it was his housemate or something like that. And I was like, damn, you do all that work and that's what you got? Met her off Bumble and Tinder. But it's not always about looks either. 
It's not always about looks. 100% of the time. 100%. Sometimes it is. <laughs> Somebody says two is good. Yeah, man. At some particular point, you'll become a man and mature. And, I, and, and some of the people that are against my message, I can tell they haven't matured yet. And it's very apparent. You can just see how they're, what they're interact, how they act. And I'm like, you're talking to a man. All right. I, I could be your father or I could be your uncle. So don't come over here and talk to me like I ain't been nowhere. All right. Understand that. I know I can come off and be like red pill this and MGTOW that and free agent this and just keep it like that. But you have to understand you're a boy and, and I'm a man. All right. You're, you're still evolving as a man. And that's OK. I don't hold that against you. But don't come over here talking that boy shit with a man. I've, I've been the boy talking to men and I I'm looking at you the same way men looked at me when I was immature. That's how I look at you. And, and and pimps and players, trust me, I've been there. I've heard it. I've seen it. My my, I have an uncle that was a pimp, and I saw it live in action when I was 10 years old. I was somewhat impressed, but I somewhat saw the nasty side of it. So I'm not impressed. Don't think you're going to come over here with your pimping and macking, and you just don't know. My uncle is in prison right now for pimping and pandering. Stop it. Stop. Stop with the BS. I saw it live and in living color from the age of 10 to 14. I saw him with plenty of girls. I saw him with girls that I was like, oh, who, what is this girl? Come on. You're not teaching me anything new. I learned it from my own damn family. I seen it. So, and I'm not impressed. I, I just tell you, you, you can't impress me. You better have a, you better have a fleet of, you better have a fleet of Kaylee's in your stable. If you're a Mac or a player or a pimp, you better have a fleet of Kaylee's. Iron and backed it, long backed it from SMU, TCU, USC, UNLV, UCLA. <laughs> there better be, you better be uh Madam Heidi Heidi Fleiss. You better be Madam Heidi Heidi Fleiss. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho. And then I'll be like. Yo, Pippin is on point. If you ain't got no fleet of of uh, junior college call girl, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> With pretty BYU, UNLV, USC, Weber State, <laughs> your ASU, U of A. That's what I'm talking about. It better be a fleet. Other than that, I don't want to hear it. It's not impressing me. Trust me, I've seen it all. I've seen it. Heidi, 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 ho, and Ling Ling's, but all of them. They better be coming straight from their accounting class, straight to the coach, straight to your fleet, and then you you blow your horn, and here they all come. That's what I better see. If I don't see that, <laughs> and your girls looking like they at the University of Phoenix, shout out to KM Low. They look like they came out of the University of Phoenix. I'm going to just look at you, Martin Lutherly. I'm just telling you as a man. And I've seen some of y'all fleet. I'm not impressed. <laughs> right, man. We are. I got to do these cash apps, man. Oh, man. We hitting y'all today. We hitting y'all today with the real. Uh, shout out to. We're going to call you a uh, free agent in Chi-Town. We call you Big Lorenzo. First time tuition coach. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks, coach. Uh, that used to be my life, chasing. 
Yeah, chasing. Chasing going to get you nowhere. Chasing going to get you nowhere. I mean, it might get you a couple pieces of low-hanging fruit. That's it. I mean, if that's what you want to pat yourself on the back for, go ahead. All right. Uh, let's see here. Shout out to JB. We're going to call you JB. Says, thanks, coach. That used to be my life chasing Eugene. Uh, I think Eugene Morgan, I could use your government name. He says, trash tube can't stop my money, coach. I got money. All right. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Abel returns to Eden. Says, never go into business with friends and family and exes. Yes, I would say that, too. I'm not big into going into business with family and exes at all. Um, Anyway, because I just don't I don't think it's going to be something that's going to turn out well. It's going to just end up making you. um enemies with your you know business is not a pleasant thing to be in all right and if you're in business with people who have an emotional attachment with you um and it and business gets to the ugly side they're gonna bring you back emotionally or they're gonna be pissed at you when you go back home or to your family event because business is not pretty it's not meant to be pretty so sometimes you got to get ugly or people are gonna get ugly on you and you have to act a certain way if people are gonna be like you shouldn't act that way why I don't want my boyfriend or my husband or my brother or my uncle or my father. Okay, you don't need to be in the business. I need to get ugly. All right, it's going to get ugly right now. I need to negotiate. And uh, that's a part of business. Uh, Mr. Williams says, uh, how to not be jealous of X having S-E-X. Yeah, uh, that's what she's going to do. I mean, you can't stop that. So she's your ex for a reason, and she's going to move on. And you're going to be clutching your pillow at night with the street lamp shining on your face. And just know she's having fun out in these streets. In these streets. You're going to be clutching your pillow, looking outside. Oh, my God. It's Friday night. You know, you break up with your girlfriend on Monday. And you good. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. And um, you get to Saturday, and you know she getting piped down. You know she getting piped down. You know it. You know them feet all up in the air, knees pinned to her ears. So the next thing people are going to say, well, just have sex with a lot more other women, right? But what you're going to do is <laughs> you're trying to keep up with some imaginary number of what she's doing because you know she's not twiddling her thumbs and doing chicken pea soup recipes you know she getting piped down so as you're piping down other women you're trying to be like i i hope i hope she's thinking about me while i'm piping down this woman <laughs> right she probably ain't thinking about it what she's thinking about is getting piped down viciously all right so and she's enjoying it it is what it is you know get your venom out go do something and about depending on how the long the relationship is in about four months you'll be over it <laughs> but don't be like um uh, we broke up but i hope you're not sleeping with someone else not today man not today they, they're doing it i think the one thing we do have to get over is that you know women have just as much sex and fun as we we do or as we want to do uh, they may not use their card to do it as often as we would because we're thinking like men, you'd be like, if I was a woman, I'd have sex every day with a different person. Well, they don't think like that per se. They could do it, and some do do it. 
But when they do do it and they want to put, play that card, um, they're going to be able to get it way easier than you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And when she chimes back in, don't, and you know, she comes back to you, baby, I'm, baby, I'm back. All right. And she comes back, just know she's had other men. You got to be, hey, guys, you guys got to stop uh, with this, uh, these women can't have other men thing. This is a part of control and domination again that you're trying to put on women. And that ship is sailed. That ship is sailed a long time ago. That ship sailed in 1999. Prince even told you. That ship is sailed, bro. They gone. She gone, bro. That's what we say. She gone. Y'all trying to hold on to her and control her sex life and, and, and put judgments on her. It's gone, man. You can get emotional and all of that stuff. And I'm emotional and I can't let go. Or you can find some other things to do. I know sometimes it hurts, right? You know, it is what hurts the most. But, you know, I stopped trying to control women long time ago. The last time, the last woman I tried to control was my daughter, and she gave me a lesson in life. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I guess I ain't even got her, no. You know, I ain't even got her. You know what I mean? Gone. She gone, bro. They gone. Hey, look. They want to do what they want to do, and they have the ability to do damn near just about everything they want, all right? The days are gone where they couldn't come out of the house and couldn't drive and couldn't get a job and couldn't be seen outside at night with another man, couldn't sell no peace leave. It's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> yep, they just want to have fun. They want to do what they want to do, and then they'll face the consequences when the consequences come. And then they'll pass that buck. And they'll find a guy to pass that buck on to. So just chill out, guys. In this life, there's only one thing you can control, and that's yourself. Okay, Us trying to control women and us trying to control men and control the system, we can't. You can't do that. Can't do that anymore. All right, so uh, find things that you can control if you're a controller person. You're a controlling person, find some things to control. But people aren't it. And even if you did control a group of people, it's only for a matter of time, and then that control will be gone. We're actually knowing that right now. We're, we're discovering that. But I can control myself. I can control my feelings. I can choose how I react to things. Um, I can control my finances to a certain point, or I can control my pursuit to it. I can control my travel schedule. I can control my schedule. But I can't control women. And neither should you try to do that because those times are gone. Unfortunately, you, you're in this generation where that time is gone. That ship is sailed. And I think the best thing for you to do is see where they're at and get a little piece of where they're at. How do I get a little piece of your action? And if she says, you're going to get none of this, okay. If she says, this is how you get it, okay. And then I find that, I find that um, it requires very little of my time, very little of my money. And then I have my sanity, my peace, and my quiet. And then I back to controlling my life. <laughs> I find that that has been fantastic. I love this deal. 
this deal can't even get any better than that. I don't have to take on their debt, their loan. I don't have to marry them no more. This is Freedmen. I don't have to, uh, I can't control whether you go shake your ass at the nightclub. I can't control whether you become a stripper. I can't control your, I can't, they don't want you to do any of this anymore. Good. I don't have to do it no more. And I can deal with you for the littlest time or the longest time. And I can control that. I can say, I don't want to deal with you no more. I'm going to cut this off. And that she got to be cool with it because it never was anything to begin with. Anyway, <laughs> but you guys are lost. It, somebody said the market is flooded. There used to be time where women were scarce. All women were locked down. They were cuffed up. Uh, you couldn't even find a single woman. Now they everywhere. Every age you want them, every shade, every body type. They're everywhere, rampant. And if you wait 10 seconds, another one's going to get divorced. Another one is available. They're everywhere. They're not scarce anymore. There used to be scarcity in women, but they're not anymore. Why are y'all chill? Why, why don't y'all chill? <laughs> not only that, you could get you an airline ticket for less than a thousand bucks and be in a whole damn area code, different area code, and you'll have a bunch of more women. There's 7.5 billion of them chill. Chill out. And if you can't afford an airline ticket, then that's your problem. That's why you have a problem with women. It's not because of them. It's because you broke. And you can't afford $1,000 to go somewhere where there's not a scarcity. Let's, let's work on that. Can we work on that to where you got $5,000 and you put $1,000 down on an airline ticket and you change your perspective? Or are you going to say, that's travel tricking? See, you, 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 have a, you have a greater problem than the problems with women. Your problems is much greater than women. Because you have a problem with yourself. You have a problem with your identity. You have a problem with money. You have a problem with a being a man. You have a problem with your own life. You can't even get past that. And that's been the way relationships have been transacted since the beginning of time. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, man, I'm done because I got to go get back on this email. And I'm going to be back later on, a little bit later than I normally am because I got to go pick up my son, all right, from a basketball game. Shout out to the coach gang. The notorious EGA. Remember, I didn't make, my, I didn't make myself notorious. They did. We out of here.